Fargo. Yep. 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 Welcome to the podcast. Hey. It's just me and the Bearded Wonder. Hey, what's up, man? Bingewatchpodcast.com at bingewatchpc on that Twitter thing. <laughs> the crazy Twitter that nobody knows. It's in it's invaded by bots, apparently. Yeah. There's only like eight peop- actual people that use they're actually on Twitter. Everybody else is a bot. And one of the eight is Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Trump bot. Trump bot must bot. Yeah. I think he's going to, he's a lot for the Republican oh, yeah. nomination. It's going to be awesome. And I think that's hilarious. Yep. If you have an email, send it to Brian at BenchwatchBC. Um, like us on Facebook and give us a review on iTunes, please. Thank you. Um, so we'll get started um, yeah. here, man. And gonna roll some news. Gonna roll some news. All right. Welcome. <laughs> My name is David Brinkley. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, Aren't you that guy that said he was there when the missiles were coming and uh, you weren't really uh, there? Brian and Brian Williams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, chode. <laughs> hey, so welcome. Uh, we got a we got a grab bag. I'm gonna try something a little different this week. I'm gonna I got a whole bunch of uh, news topics, um, and I'm gonna just read off some stuff and. Uh, I'm going to let Brian, uh, like he's uh, picking uh, fortune cookies, <laughs> see what he wants. Sweet. All right. So, uh, those things suck. So fortune what, cookies are so terrible. What, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, there was a really interesting, I, I think it was a 99% invisible podcast about fortune cookies. Because a lot of people think that they're it's originated in China. No. It did not. Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they. They took it. They took that idea. Yeah. White people will believe anything. Yeah. And there's apparently only like three or four major companies that supply all the fortunes. Yeah. And that's it. You can tell by if there's like a little blue square in the upper left-hand corner, that's from one company. And so, and they have to be like really, it's a like a, sci, a fine art and science to writing fortunes for them mm-hmm. because you don't want to be too specific. And it's you don't want like horoscopes. Yeah, and you don't want to get people's daubers down. So, yeah. <laughs> you, know. you will die today. It's like uh, this is the look out the window. This is the rest of your life, and people. Ah, yeah, yeah. You want to say how sad you are? Look out that window. Yeah. If you uh, have you ever listened to Ninety Nine Percent Invisible Radiotopia? No. Roman I, Mars. No, I know they got all that stuff on there, and it's I good had, stuff. It's not in my podcast. It's good stuff, man. They generally run anywhere from like fifteen minutes to like. Uh, 45 minutes yeah and that's the thing like i like a podcast that runs about an hour hour and a half even two or three hours because once i start listening i want to listen to a long time yeah. like the 15 20 minutes like if that's the I, i'll wait six or seven episodes to build it up and then run it yeah. and then i'll forget about that podcast you know what i mean it works its way down so i have a hard time keeping up with um the um the the two ladies that do the history one I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, stuff you never learned in yeah, history class yeah. or whatever it is. They yeah. do the same thing. And sometimes it's five minutes. Yeah. And sometimes it's 20 minutes, but I'll forget to go listen to it. And I'll be like eight months behind once I go, oh, I haven't listened to that in a while. And then, I, wow, what a job to catch up that is. So. Yeah, because you just stream stuff, right? You don't let it download. Yeah, I just stream everything. Yeah, because uh, I use uh, Podcast Republic and I just I'll let, I download it and I'll download it because I have a lot of the shorter form stuff mm-hmm. and I just let it download. And then on the way in and back from work, I'll roll like yeah. some of the shorter stuff. I'll roll like three or four episodes through. So um, here's some topics you may or may not find interesting. Uh, ESPN may finally be ready to kill the cable bundle. TV calendar, January, 2016, February return dates from TV line. 
uh, renewed shows for 2016. Uh, Netflix just announced that they would add. I do have a comment on the ESPN. I think okay. they've waited way too long. For me as a sports fan, because here's what I like you have to have the most expensive package to right. have ESPN. That sucks. I have the most expensive package. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's man made. I have to have magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Hubble so, telescope. And then so much of the other stuff, like all these other games are on weird channels and shit. Yeah. And so if you're a sports fan, you just can't go out and say, okay, I'm a sports fan. That's all I want TV for without yeah. spending like $1,000 a month. Yeah. Because like, all the fights and stuff come on like FS1 mm. and all these other channels. And uh, what did they used to call that channel? I want to say it was like the Victory Channel. What the fuck was that channel that all the fights used to come on? Uh, versus. Team. Versus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think that's still out there. No. Um, no. So there's all these weird things you have to go about it. And then like the then you have to make sure that your package has in the, the football thing so you can get the Thursday night games because they're yeah. now they're over. And all this, you know... You have to have 20 channels if you want to watch football. Well, and that's that's how they... Or you buy the package. Because, you know, ESPN is is a uh, subsidiary of Disney, who owns mm-hmm. everything apparently now. Um, that's how they, they, they made their... That was their, their cash cow for a long... During the uprise of cable. Right. And that, you know, they just... You're going to take... Oh, you want some? You're going to have all. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm still on the all plan. And I, I, I watch some sports, but I don't watch all that. I don't want to see what curling in Romania at two in the morning. Yes, you do. Well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'm at. I just think they've waited too long. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have a feeling that I would, my initial reaction is to agree with you on that, that that's what my sense tells me, but I think they'll be able to figure out some way. Cause I think the, the cable, the cord cutters are the moorings are getting away from the, the ships getting away from the shore a little bit slower than some people. I think there was, an adoption of early adopters that are screw this I'm a la carte and whatever right. but I think the main main public hasn't been doing that yet and that's they've just been biding their time they got their bean counters because they they're very good at making money so they're like okay now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, maybe too I don't think it's my, what I'm saying I'm, it's too late maybe it's not a huge financial hit for them if they go that yeah but like they've now like um NBC is uh, snuggled up with Barkley League, you know, so they're going to show NBC and MSNBC and all their Charles Barkley. Yeah, the the soccer league, which yeah. is the biggest league I think in the world, television, once you count in all of Europe and all of USA and all that stuff. Football, so if you they've uh, you know well. they've their bread and butter has been football and baseball and all the American sports. I just don't know that, and uh, with MLS selling directly to the public through their app and. You know, some of the times you can catch a game here and there. But, uh, yeah, it's just been – I'm sure a lot of sports brands are just, fuck it, I'll buy the football package or I'll buy it. Rather than – because that's like 300 bucks. Rather than pay like $10,000 a year for every cable channel to make sure that if their sports team is on this channel or that channel, they got it all. Yeah, I, I would re- wish they, they would get down to like a – maybe like a micropayment thing. Is like you could just program in yeah. what you want. and Charge then, me a buck and I'll watch the game. Yeah. You'd have a gazillion people pay. It's the same thing with music. You know what I mean? On, on iTunes. 99 cents. 99 cents. Everybody will buy music like crazy. Yep. And everybody said that that was stupid and all that stuff. Okay. And Apple. It worked out real well. Yeah. And Apple, they dusted everybody. Yeah. They're not <laughs> doing so great now. Well, they're still doing fine. Everybody's but you know what I mean? Right now. Yeah. Every, yeah. The stock I was watching. Uh, Netflix, I don't think is doing too bad. 
the, the revenue, if you've got good revenue right now, it's not dependent on economic stuff. But yeah. anyway, I didn't. I don't want to bog down on ESPN, but I just they should have done that years ago. No, and that's a, that's actually what I wanted to test out this week is to just call out some things, and then we sort of jump down on uh, on um, things that come up. You know, that sort of catch our interest instead of me just rolling through everything. Because one of the you just touched on it, and that's a perfect thing to roll to through uh, to is that Netflix just announced. Uh, Netflix everywhere is the hashtag. A hundred opened up into 130 new countries. Yeah, I saw that. It's in every country, but one in the world now. Yes, it's what the article said. China. The fuck. China. 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 Yeah, exactly. And China is its own thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, man, Netflix. The, the CEO, he's looking smarter and smarter. Every day. I don't know. <laughs> so, so so stupid. Well, and it's, it's it has a lot of parallels with honestly with. Uh, <clears throat> What Apple and Steve Jobs did with uh, with music. Yep. Did you have you read a uh, because of licensing? And I think we talked about this maybe three or four podcasts ago about how with uh, if if music movie distribution and and TV distribution as well, you basically put it out on the open market, right? Right. And uh, so if you uh, the film, whatever film you've got, or the TV series, whatever TV series, has a fixed cost to you, but then you you sell it to people, to distributors, right? Right. And you do distributing packages, and so one distributor will come in and say, hey, for this, we want Europe, but we don't want to distribute it anywhere else. We feel like we can do a good job in Europe. So they own the European distribution rights, right? Right. And so another company will own the distribution rights in all the other different countries. And it, it's a really pain in the ass for Netflix because the Netflix uh, catalog is different country to country based on distributors. And there's nothing more fun back in DVD and Blu-ray days of which region is this? <laughs> yeah. ah, do I have a region free? Yeah. No. And it's still a lot like that with all the streamable stuff. You, know, what's, you know what re- is reliably region free? What's that? Pirate Bay. <laughs> Reliably, it's back up. But too. I thought those dudes gave up. Man, I read the whole did. article that was an interview with dude. They they personally have disavowed themselves from the corporation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the the Hydra is you can't kill the Hydra, man. I don't know. Chop off one head. I think it's dot se now. <laughs> hell Hydra. Yeah, all hell Hydra. It's, it's Pirate Bay dot se. Oh, and I said uh, China. It's not available in China. How could I forget? It's also not available in North Korea. Oh. Yeah, I bet it, I bet there's one place in North Korea that's just streaming Netflix like nobody's business. There's a, a subreddit on uh, Reddit called uh, Pyongyang, <laughs> and it's a it's a private, uh, it's like a locked uh, mm-hmm. subreddit, so you can't just join up or go looking in it. You have to be invited into it, mm-hmm. and that's the running gag is that somebody will say something positive about Kim Jong Un or whatever the hell his name is, and uh, or. North Korea, and then somebody immediately underneath it will say, "You are now the moderator of Pyongyang." <laughs> and then somebody, then if he says, "Oh, why do I? Why did you make me moderator? You are now uh, banned from Pyongyang." <laughs> so it's the it's the best thing. And every I crack up every time I see that thread come up. Yeah. So the, the there uh, some international law or something got passed that's going to make it really hard for Netflix to. They were talking about a lot of stuff may disappear off Netflix because it's too hard of a. They obviously want to go into. It's a copyright nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Would, yeah. I mean, they would love to just stream the same crap to everybody, right? But they have to manage all these ropes and pulleys because of distribution deals and and stuff. And some uh, legislation came up that was going to make it more difficult. 
um, I guess the legislation was aimed at making stuff more available. But it, then if, like, let's say Netflix purchases a movie, right? whatever movie they want to put on there, well, they've got to go make a deal with 10 distributors if they want to show it worldwide. Yes, it's and you have to deal with... You know, they could be part of the same corporation, but they have their own right know, subsidiary like, bitches. Yeah, and stuff. that's why at the end of the films you see for the purposes of copyright in the UK, Disney right. is called you right. know Butthole Surfer or whatever. Dot <laughs> <laughs> UK. It should be. <laughs> they should. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, they got to. I mean, it's, it's awesome they've been able to do what they have done, but they got a lot of work out of them. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, did you see the thing about uh, Twitter? Uh, hunt, uh, they're thinking about having, you know, they have the 140 character limit. They're thinking about expanding that to <laughs> 10,000 letter character limit. Seriously? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's it's going to be. It's not what you're thinking though, because you'll still your Twitter Twitter feed will still look the same, and it'll still end at 140. But there'll right. be like like a like read a, more, yeah, whatever. Read more, yeah. Yeah. No, as a recent inductee into the madness that is Twitter, it is a schizophrenic nightmare of a million tweets and you're trying to figure out what content do I actually want. Yeah. I think this is smart and I think it's way over time. Yeah. Um, Cause they are, their stock is last, this last week hit all time low below 20 capsized beneath 20 per share. And there's like, how are you going to make some money? Well, we're not really sure. <laughs> yeah. And so that's sponsored tweets. Yeah. And sponsored tweets and that, and, and I kill every single one and of I them say, and say not I, relevant. I say offensive <laughs> <laughs> on every one of them, whether it's baby powder or washing, washing machine. This is offensive. Um, BDSM gear. Trying to keep, offensive. <laughs> trying to keep women down. Mother's milk. Offensive. <laughs> but, uh, so I think it's a, it's a good move. And I've never understood why they didn't do that in years past. I get how it started, and it was this 140 characters, and you could do all these cool things. And it was basically like how you could rapidly talk to a bunch of people. Yeah. But it ceased being that, right? It, I don't want it to be Facebook-ish, or, and I don't want it to be like any other thing. But I think it you should be able to put the more content on there and be able to get a little bit more of a foothold. Like, I, I let, this is what I hate. Uh, somebody tweets about something, right? Then I got to click on a link that goes to a link that goes to a link. And finally I get the content and yeah. I'm like, fuck. And then if any of those things get broken or something gets deleted in between and, and it's a, it's a freaking nightmare. And a lot of times there's, it looks like it could be an interesting thread, but it's a, somebody who's replied to something and you don't know what the question was. Right. And you're like, you can't, you can't back. But there's no backtrace. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, you can't, it's like, well, okay, I'll ignore that. And it's so much stuff. And there's so many, we was talking about that before we started rolling, is that there's so many bots out there that you you hit a hashtag like for science fiction or sci-fi. And there's a lot of like sci-fi writers out there that'll just automatically yeah, just spit it out. And I've had to go mm, mute retweets <laughs> on some of these guys because they're just, this one guy, he retweets stuff that looks like it's in Hindi. And I'm pretty well, sure he doesn't. He li- I think right. he lives over somewhere outside of Dallas. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's not Hindi. <laughs> Hindu. <laughs> yeah. So, and the other thing I think, this would be a huge boon for like what we do and, and other things. I hadn't read this. I'm fairly excited about this. So, you know, if you're a podcast or an author or, you know, whatever, you're a small business person, you have to maintain a Twitter, a feed, a Facebook, a website, 
on and on and on. Well, you can auto feed all of your all your Twitter crap yeah. onto all of that, and I do a lot of that. But it seems like Twitter to me is all always... it does is that it's just the four one hundred forty characters. Yeah. So then, if you really want to put more, then you got to maintain. Like if we put out a podcast, and I want I have to put all the links and all that stuff onto the the website, and then I got to do nineteen different Twitter things because I can only get you know I can't treat hey we did we did a podcast and here's the 15, 16 things that we talked about yeah. and hit all those appropriate hashtags or whatever. So everybody can see that I have to do 15 tweets. Drives me crazy. I know. I saw that. I saw the, the, uh, the train, <laughs> the, yeah. the train come rolling down the track. I was like, hey, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all I really want to do is one tweet that's got, Hey, here's the gist of what we talked about. Here's all the hashtags and all the ads, yeah. you know, and that's maybe five or 600 characters. But I have to break that out over six or seven tweets. Yeah, the only thing in my mind, and I, uh, I like the idea of it because uh, there's a lot of shorter form, or even longer form articles and stuff like that. That'd be nice just to, yeah, just like you said, hit the read more. That's the way a lot of websites work. They oh, everybody's they, they, gone to that now. They they blurb it, and then if you want to read more, you can expand it out. Yeah, and do that. Yeah, it gets old. Um, them shifting, shunning you off to their version of a web browser right. that sometimes is compatible Crappy. with the web. Yeah, it's horrible. And then you can open share via open in it your own browser, hit Firefox. It reminds me of Facebook's own browser was when you would, and it would open up and then it have the time it crash. Yeah. Or you go to rotate it and the rotate it would make the browser crash. Yeah. And then they're, then they're, they're, I think they're using code from uh, Netscape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. pretty, pretty sure. But I, I am actually glad. When did they say they're going to do that? Uh, they're, they're sort of playing fast and loose with when they're actually going to do it. I think they're floating a trial balloon out just to broach the idea well, and see how the public let's reacts. Let's find out what handle we can tweet at or do whatever. And yeah, let me, because the article said it, this is off of uh, recode.net. It's, it's considering. So yeah, that's, that's, that's stop considering and do it. Your tweet, tweet thing is fucked up. Let's see if it, uh, let me see. I think it works. Twitter works great. If I'm a movie star and I want to keep my audience up. Hey, here's my Instagram photo and the, the Kardashians. Yeah, and here's the thing I did. And look at the food I ate. You know, yeah. And that's <laughs> my what, ass is broken. The internet. Yeah, it's so, broken. Twitter's Twitter's internet. That's for damn. I think sure. that's a really good idea. I would well, love to see them do this. And because that's you know they have Twitter has direct messages. Right. They already have implemented the ten thousand character limit mm-hmm. for that. So it's basically just rolling that code out to everything. Yeah. So do it. Yeah, they, yeah. It said uh, it's they're looking to jumpstart user growth with it. Um, they're thinking also of changing its reverse chronological timeline. Another core Twitter feature. This is all from that same Recode.net article. I like that the newest stuff is at the top. I do too. I do get tired of whenever I see like I get an alert like something's blowing up on a hashtag. And then I click on it and then it goes to that hashtag and it's a top tweets and it sits there and continually. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how, where all these are at. And I finally, I'll just walk, I'll slay my phone down and just walk away. Well, there's two, it takes so long to load. I wish that you could set hashtags. Like here's my, my top, like it would be a tabbed experience. Like here's my top five hashtags. I want to look at every day rather than having to search that hashtag. Search the next hashtag. I think tag. you can do that, can't you? I don't know. By making a... 
You can making, make lists. Yeah, I think the list is the, sort yeah, of does that functionality. But it, it can, it can, but it's still a, a bitch to maintain. Like, yeah, because um, but there's a lot of also they have. I think Twitter has an API which you can use um, third party uh, like TweetDeck and mm-hmm. uh, TweetCaster and stuff like yeah, that. And if, that that they yeah. have they are they're putting that off. Oh, let's let somebody else. Man, the pumps on that. <laughs> right. Which then I would I don't want to have to go in and learn and have managed two or three apps and all that stuff. I just think they've got a lot of improvements, but they I'm, I'm sure that their core 99% of their, their people that use it just want to tweet, look at what I ate. Yeah. You know, but I think in terms of what it's being used for now versus what it was initially started for, I don't think it works real well for a lot of that stuff. And it's it's a pain in the ass. And to me, it's, it's, it's like, it seems like, why it seems like it should be a, a subset of Facebook or Google Plus. If anybody uses Google Plus, I sure don't. Who does? I hope yeah. Nobody does. But it, you know what I mean. It seems like Twitter is like you're not Facebook. Well, it's I like you you should be. You're a subset of Facebook. I bet that uh, when because here's what Facebook does. It doesn't do a. It does a sort of reverse chronological order. It does, and I bet this is what Twitter's thinking about doing. Yeah. It sort of puts in that chronological, and then it, it it adds in, this is what Facebook does, posts or news it thinks you might want to take a look at that are that's further down the road. Yeah. And normally it's wrong. Yeah, it does. Normally it has a, an algorithm that it's like what is what is most popular between what your feed is and right. everybody else who's looking at your stuff. Friend, yeah. It's like I hit the X and it says, did you, uh, uh, was this useful? And I was like. <laughs> Maybe could you add a maybe option? It's yeah. like I just wanted to get to the top. <laughs> All right, so we're twenty minutes in. So uh, anything else you feel like we don't need to talk about on there? Um, I'll I'll send you links that you can put in on the show notes for. Uh, uh, did you want a, the uh, renewal? You want to talk about that? Uh, Deadwood movie is happening. We could we can bust that out later in the show. Yeah, we'll do that because that's take a little dive on. That's that. my top news of the of the week for me. Yeah, and forthcoming stuff. Yeah, um, the band Offspring. Sold their entire catalog for thirty-five million dollars. To who? Who bought the, that? Um, the band. The company. and why? Um, you gotta had, keep it separated. They've had. They had. A, they who had wants a, to? They had a lot of hits. They had. A lot. No, I know, but it's got to be for like commercial use. Like they're gonna. Oh, put they're a, gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna monetize the crap out of that. Yeah. Uh, it was bought by. Let me uh, take a look real quick. And the very top. Uh, 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 comment on Reddit about that was coming soon to a beer commercial near you. <laughs> yeah, that's on. The, it's just got to be all commercial yeah. stuff they're going to do. Uh, Roundhill Music has purchased the rights to two decades worth of pop punk hits. Um, yeah, so they uh, they they thirty five million, and apparently the lead singer he has a PhD in microbiology, mm-hmm. really smart cat, and that was another comment in the Reddit thread going about it is that he's like, hmm, cash out now. And enjoy my retirement or tour to until I'm 70. Cash out now. Cash out now. <laughs> and that's and they say, apparently he's like a super smart dude. Yeah, so, I don't doubt it. Yeah, 1994 that album Smash, that was their 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 debut album, and I that's a good album. I it's one of those that I can't say that I, I listen to their songs all the time, but if I start playing that album, mm-hmm. I'll listen to you the whole do thing. It. I'll listen to the whole thing. Yeah, so they uh, 35 million. And their their net allegedly produced three point one million in net publisher or net label revenue, so um, they're walking away. 
they won the lottery. I know. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, it's going to get remixed. It's we're going to have a spate of commercials. And I'm sure that the, their stuff gets redone. They get residuals off that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all over. They're going to sell it for a million bucks for Bud Light commercial and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think it's smart. Yeah. I never understood why a lot of these people that make it big like this continue to beat themselves in the face with that whole grind. When if they've got $10, 15000000 million, why aren't you sitting on a beach drinking a pina colada somewhere, just enjoying life and not? Well, most of them, uh, some of it's the game that, the music industry runs they they front them a whole bunch of money yeah. and then they can never pay it back it's that hollywood accounting basically you know it's like oh sorry i don't know where I, with all the roadies and you know and the fees and stuff you're like straight out of compton yeah have you, have you seen that yet the movie i started watching it the other night i'm about an hour in and then i switched over to fargo which we will talk about we'll talk about later. fargo you want to make fun of shanara shanara oh my god yes uh, the Shannara Chronicles. Um, I was really. It's been. They've been pimping it. It's. It's a. It's a new thing for MTV, jumping into the fantasy realm. Um, I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so disappointed. It was running on MTV. They. They. I watched the trailer for it. I was like, oh, okay. And then I started watching it. It had a long ass premiere. It's like an hour forty eight minutes of pain <laughs> and uh, when I first started watching I started sending out all, all these snarky tweets it's like am I on the CW what am I watching what am I watching and it's like is this Hunger Games is this Twilight what is it I can't believe the amount of money they spent for unless they got somebody to do these super cheap like all the effects and the shots of the world and Fantasia and looks like the locations are all like in good places yeah so it doesn't look like it. they did this on the cheap and then they've got all those the actors and actresses in it are horrible, and it's the the Aust- dialogue is like Will Umsford, uh, Austin Butler. Mm-hmm. He's like I guess the flavor of the teen flavor of the week. He's horrible. Which one is he? He's the blonde dude. Oh, okay. He's who has no discernible. Who has the elf stones? Who well, who has no discernible role in this? He just sort of tags along and and comments. <laughs> Have <laughs> you seen my stomach muscles? <laughs> the the what was funny is soaking his elf stones. When, when he's doing the whole, uh, his mom's died. She gives him the elf stones, and um, he's deciding whether he's going to go away or not. He must have pulled those elf stones out of those bags, and they're just polished like rocks. Uh, I think he got them ten about, times or uh, something. Yeah, he's like, I got. I, fished, I get it. You have blue elf stones and I, put them away. I fish these out of the bottom of an aquarium. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looked <laughs> they, they like. Look, they have, there was nothing discernibly magical about these things. They didn't even throw like a little, like a little like a little photoshop effect or anything like how about like a lens flare off of them <laughs> i know what i was hoping it was gonna be it's horrible i would have rather not had because it's an awesome story yeah i would rather have had good actors and actresses and not the greatest effects in the world I'm, i can sacrifice that but it's the opposite yeah. it looks like the the sets they spent a lot of money on the all the effects and showing the elf cities and all that stuff looked like a ton of dough went down I, on that. I nearly bowed out a little bit when they, uh, where they're all the elves are living on the, uh, princess cruise line ship. <laughs> I was like, that's eh, a little, looks a little bit, <laughs> a little the majesty bit. of the seas. I know. It's like, wow, I did, that's it. It jumped out at me. That is like, man, that ship's in really good shape. <laughs> Get a little dry dock or something. Yeah, so it's horrible, and it got it got um, 
Well, it's like I mean, it had to have gotten panned. Oh, it got it got super panned. Uh, it got Peter panned. <laughs> That's what it got. It. Uh, I had some. Uh, there were some uh, some links here. Hold on. Shannara, uh, six point five out of ten IGN, <laughs> and that's that's generous. Yeah, uh, that's generous. Um, here's some of the titles, and then we'll not talk about this travesty anymore. Uh, review MTV's The Shannara Chronicles gets wrong what Star Wars got right. The Atlantic, <laughs> um, uh, the AV Club, The Shannara Chronicles is the fantasy drinking game you hoped it would be. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yahoo TV, Shannara Chronicles review, hot elves to the rescue. Yeah, and I was I was excited for it because I enjoyed those books. Uh, yeah, it's been I, forever since yeah. I read them. Yeah, that's and it's it was so disappointing. And you know, I mean, I don't know. It it, it, it the thing that bothered me about it was that they were getting bro- uh, uh, Terry Brooks, the author of the Shannara series. Uh, he gave, he gave it an official thumbs up and it just looked like people sitting around. It's like, okay. It looked like it was made by committee. That's what bugged me the most. It's like, uh, now we got to We need to get this X demographic. We need to have people that are rolling over from Jersey shore or catfishing or whatever we're showing on MTV <laughs> over into this show. It just, it was, it was horrible. I deleted, I was, I was recording the series. I just deleted it. <laughs> I got I got too much I'm other here, the whole thing. I got too much other shit to watch, man. I'm not going to stop down on that. Call me call me when you get it fixed. So yeah, no, it looked terrible. I only watched like 20 minutes of it. Yeah, I warned you off of it. I was like, oh, you want me to save you an hour 48 minutes? <laughs> here, let me uh, pan it on. And I was so excited for it too. And uh, my son, he watched like 20 minutes of it. He said, I'm going to go play Minecraft. Yeah. He said, "No, I think it's cool. I'm gonna go, go Minecraft. Yeah, thanks. Ender Dragon. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> gotta jump. <laughs> I'm outie. Yeah, so. yeah. That's it. It was terrible. Yeah, which is sucks. Because yeah. I wanted it to be good. Yeah, but it, we talked about that. It was like MTV. Yeah, really. Well, I think that lesson learned for them. They're gonna spend all this money on this, and it's, I mean, maybe they do get an audience for it, but." It, I can't see. Okay. Hard. Well, hard and that's because I was watching some of the treats, uh, treats, some of the tweets from the uh, producers. Tweets or treats, uh, <laughs> trick or tweets. Um, from one of the producers, somebody asked him. They had a, like a on Twitter a live Q and A during the uh, the second, like the yeah, it was uh, a double deal, wasn't uh, it? The East Coast showing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they. Um, one that said, "Oh my God, I love this show." Or is it going to get a second season? And he did the old Kurt Sutter is like, "Well, we've got to see if the audience justifies the expenditure." And mm-hmm. It's like, "Wow, you are not sure of your product, my friend." Hell yeah, we're getting a second season. No, we're not getting a second season. I hope not, man. All right, well, let's gear shift here. Okay, um, let's talk about the blacklist. Oh, okay. I'm good about that. I'm all caught up. I can't believe it. You're all caught up. So you were just starting season two, the beginning of this week, right? Um, no, I was nearly done with season oh, two. Oh, okay. Oh, I think yeah. you said you had like seven or eight episodes to go. I have uh, had seven of season three. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I got all caught up. I actually missed Thursday's premiere, but I caught it on video on demand. Yeah. So, man, they're improving the ads on video on demand. It Are looked they? like just regular ads. Uh, instead of the same ad over and over or the spearmint gum ad nine yeah, times. Yeah. Or 
watch the blacklist. And it's like, I'm watching the blacklist. <laughs> Would you cut from the commercial back to the blacklist? Yeah. Just show me the damn show. Don't show me that I need to watch it. I am. But yeah. So what do you think this I'm season? Lo- I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, um, uh, what's her head has, uh, has blonde hair now. Uh, no. Looking a know. little bit more like her Russian agent mom. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Tom Keene's character a lot. He's man. He's. I told you. No, didn't I tell you? I think I've mentioned. I said in, in season one. Yeah. You're gonna hate this dude, and yeah. you're gonna go, just go away. Yeah. And he's slow. They they did. A, they've done a good job of slowly turning him around, where you're kind of rooting for him now. Yeah. yeah. And that man that because uh, you know it was a relationship uh, that was not for real in his eyes, at least right. with uh, with Elizabeth Keene. And um, it's starting to the sparks coming back, and 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 it was pretty actiony on his part. But I think at some at some point, right, the, he becomes the fourth leg of their chair. Right, you've got um, Reddington, yeah. Dembe, her, and then Tom, and he's going to swing in, right? And it, I think that will make it a weird. Well, and you got the, the then good you got, FBI and then guy. You got the yeah the uh, the the White Knight. Yeah, where where does he? What is he? fit into that yeah well apparently he's stripping the Mossad agent <laughs> <laughs> there's an everybody um, well not uh, Ahmed or <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> See, he, got, he got he got he got he got friend, all, he got friends in <laughs> and he got it all snotted up in that episode when he, saw, <laughs> he, he had it. snot all down his face I was like man get it together dude <laughs> pull yourself together man <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was an interesting tweak. I thought Dembe was going to have more of a role since he was there. Yeah. And I thought somehow he was going to get out and save her and blah, blah, blah. And Apparently all that. his role was to uh, get beat with uh, billiard balls in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was his he hasn't role. had much of a – he hasn't been much of a badass this third season. No. He, he's he, kind of – He's showing that he's he has internal fortitude. <laughs> he's got fucked up by the that guy and then um, – he got tricked by um, uh, Pee Wee Herman, and then he's kind of been off in the background. And then they cap FBI got him and threw him in that cell. Pee Wee Herman, man, it's like just for spoiler alert for what happened. Ended up happening. It's like he needed to get off the show. It's a we need to get away. To, yeah. <laughs> we just need to get you out of here. Well, because he's going to be uh, he's going to be. Uh, penguin's father on the upcoming season of gotham so yeah. he has some contract disputes he, can y'all just off me yeah just off me and i think they're, they're uh, maybe we talked about this a couple months ago aren't they thinking about bringing uh peewee's big adventure back yeah yeah peewee's old adventure yeah i don't see how they're gonna pull that off i don't right? know because he's looking older they're gonna yeah. have to duct tape that those waddles back a <laughs> yeah, little bit yeah have some surgery he's gonna yeah. look <laughs> 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 on his on the crutches, <laughs> yeah, he's got those polio crutches, so for mobility. But, but it's a good season, though, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I James Spader is is probably one of my favorite actors on TV right now. Yeah, and so this is the one thing of the whole season that bumps me. He's he escapes. He's got a plan. They have a random encounter with those hillbillies, and he gets kidnapped. Uh, Kings of the Highway. Yeah, Kings of the Highway. He gets kidnapped, and then. She, she gets she escapes gets caught derails his whole plan and he has to kick everything back into high gear but um that was a little bit of like okay i kind of wanted to see what his initial plan was and then this the king of the highway hillbillies yeah thing i don't know methamphetamine junkies that i will say that that did it, it made me wonder if they 
they had to shift gears story wise if something happened or if maybe that's why uh, 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 Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> Paul Rubens. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, what is his real name? I can't think of it. I know what I like to call him. Um, if they had to, maybe there was a story shift because when the series started out, it was, it was about the blacklist. And right. then they did the slow and, tease and, in. And, and now the, it seems like it's more, it's sort of flipped. And now the 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 overarching story arc is now very front and center. And the blacklist is more just a side sideline to right. feed and that. Right, the, and the episodes are not even titled any person from the blacklist now. Like, I think the last... Yeah, they are. It the, was they, called, all, they are all still... No, the, the last two oh, have been... Like this a, one was the director, right? It was called A or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on, hang on. Incorrect. Unless the list I was looking at the other day... I'm just going based on... Because I watched them and uh, just based at the start, they still are running the numbers and everything. Like, right. Like this one, the director was like number 31 or something like that. I'm so just scary. calling off of my uh, not-so-photographic memory. I guess it is. It doesn't, but it's not to like. Yeah, the the it was called the director, and the next one is the director. The uh, conclusion. I guess when I was looking at it, the uh, the title it had a weird title up there, and then that was the thing was like, oh, it didn't even show. But I didn't watch that intro piece. Yeah. Um, if it said that on there, so I guess they still are on. Um. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this episode. I, like you, you sort of bumped you a little bit with the Kings of the Highway, uh, the whole shootout at the cabin. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And, and here's the other thing. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> He's got a 30-30 Winchester. They kill that guy that's got the automatic weapon. He opts to go with the 30-30 Winchester and give the enemy the guy with the automatic what weapon. Is this? What is this? Rifleman? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. is this? gun smoke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, the shootout was a little weird. And then it was like, 40 of those dudes out there and it was a little a little bit anticlimactic you know what i mean yeah it's a little bit like okay and and whatever that what is the guy uh the black guy who's the subcontractor for the cabal what is his name what is his i don't know he's just uh bob uh nikki said is that pope from uh sons of anarchy (laughs) (laughs) similar hairstyle yeah (laughs) that's about it (laughs) But, uh, you know, so now he's captured. So I guess they'll wrap all this up in the next episode. It's like, okay, this guy keeps on causing you grief. Okay, so Mr. White Knight. What is the uh, what is the FBI guy's name? Yeah, so we can call him, call him the up. dude. That's how much important. I can remember the other characters, but I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he, he's a little bit more aggravating than he is. Like, oh, what is he going to do? Yeah. What is his name? <clears throat> Besides him making mistakes, costing people lives. Because when they captured that, when he captured that guy, is uh, uh, Keen was like, "Kill him," <laughs> and the and uh, the guy's no, I can't. I'm my father. I live to my father's code. It's like, no, you're a grown man. Please do your own thing. And I was like, well, Donald Resler. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, you can take him into custody, but it doesn't mean his real name is Diego Klattenhoff <laughs> <laughs> from the Spanish Klattenhoffs. <laughs> Big, big, That's the, fucking funny, Clattenhoff. Yeah, Diego Clattenhoff. I would not have. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Diego. Okay. <laughs> Diego Clattenhoff. But okay, take that guy in the custody. Shoot both of his kneecaps off. 
so yeah. he can stop being a thorn in your side because yeah. he's like covered in Vaseline. Every time you squeeze on him, he slips out somewhere else. I was like, oh, I'm yeah, over here giving he, you grief. He's resisting arrest. I got to shoot him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's coming right for us. And the, the I think he called him Ahmed, Ahmed, but it's Amir. Amir, same thing. <laughs> but his Aram is his uh, Aram. Aram. Is his uh, Aram. Name what kind of series. ram did you buy off a new A ram? A ram, yeah, it's and some B ram. It has a turbo button, so. I but just, I'm happy that it's back. Although I, I, it, I love that show. It does go into my comment, man. There's so much shit coming back. It's gonna be a torrent. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be hard to, yeah. to, to drink from uh, all the stuff that's coming on. Yeah, it's uh, um, there's uh, yeah, there is so much stuff that's uh, been renewed. There's a lot of stuff that's been killed, but. It's like, yeah, I'm a, and now because in a little bit we're going to talk about Fargo. It's like, I love that show. And I'm like, I'm looking at my, I'm, my, my dance card is full. Yeah. That's so, like, you got to manage like a top 10 and then maybe another five that you want to try to work in here and there. That's why it's been so long for me to start watching Fargo. I yeah. haven't been able to work it in. You know what hit the, hit the, hit the waysides for me? I chucked out on the side of the road. What's that? Supergirl. Yeah. I was watching that and I was like, it's pretty much the same every episode. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> I'll catch you. I'll catch you a couple of years down the road. Down the road. But it's, and that's the interesting thing is that there's so much good stuff out there is that now I'm a little bit more discerning what I spend my, my time dollars on. Right. And it's like. Time is money, friend. Yeah. And it's like super good. That's, you, a, quote, that's a quote from World of Warcraft from one of the goblins. You click on them and they go, time is money, friend. What are they, uh, Ferengi? <laughs> Kinda. They're the, yeah, of, World of Warcraft. Uh, Latinum. How many Latinum? Yeah, the, um, yeah, there's, there's so much good stuff is that, yeah, I'm way more discerning on what, uh, what I watch and what is important to me on shows now. And there's, like, maybe I would like to watch Flash and uh, Arrow. Well, I'll just pick them up here and there. I'm not going to worry about DVR and them or anything. Those are strictly going to be things that I catch on streaming. Right. I'm not even going to waste my time trying to to elbow them in anymore. 100%. So I want to shift gears a little bit here, and I tweeted about this, and I said I was going to watch the first episode to see how it went, and I was pleasantly surprised. I don't want to – there's not a ton of comment around this, but so watch that first episode of Shades of Blue. Oh, yeah. I saw that with uh, J-Lo. No, Jennifer Amston. She's Jennifer. Oh, she's Jennifer. back to Jennifer. <laughs> J Lo. Here's the thing. Like, I really liked. I need to make sure I pull her. She's a, she'll she's, always be Jenny from the block for me. Yeah. Did they uh, did they uh, uh, show any shots of her keister? Because that is her strong feature. They did a, a few, but yeah. Did she, so did she have any sing, sign and dance numbers? <laughs> no. So obviously her big break was Selena, right? Yeah. Which I thought was a good movie, and I thought she acted very well in she's i i, I bust her chops a little bit she is she's she's, got, like, she's pretty well rounded i like jennifer lopez yeah she's and she is 42 yeah and she's looking smoking hot yep and and then she went to she was you in u-turn which is the um if you I, I don't like it it's the only film of his i really really hate it's directorial masturbation from beginning to end um, but then she did Out of Sight, which is one of my what, favorite. Who was movies. the director? You, have you seen U Turn? It's oh, what's his nuts? It did. Um, oh God, U A Bull. Yeah, yeah. Why is his David, name? David David Oliver Cameron. Stone? Oh, okay. It's with um, 
Oh man, that I don't even recognize. It's terrible. That. Don't don't ever watch it. It must have came it came and went. <laughs> no, it, I mean it did okay. Like most of his stuff did, does okay. Then she did Out of Sight, which I love this movie. Um, it's funny. It's kind of actiony. It's with her and George Clooney. It's a oh, okay. he's, it's a caper movie, and he's a a thief, and she's an FBI investigator, and they fall in love, and they go on their little adventure. It's super funny. Um, it's got Ving Rhames in it. It's got uh, Don Cheadle in it. Um, who else is in here? Dennis uh, Farina, uh, Keith Hudson, Steve Zahn is awesome in it. That's a lot of, um, lot of top Albert quality. Brooks is in it. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Luis uh, Guzman, you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a fantastic cast. I love Out of Sight. I thought she did great in it. Never, never saw it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. She did The Voices and Ants, and then she did I Like the Movie The Cell she did. I, I then then here's where her thing changes. She did the wedding planner, made in Manhattan, um, and then she does does Jersey Girl, which is horrible, and there's a bunch of other bullshit after that, right? Gigli. And then she becomes Gigli with Ben Affleck. Then she becomes still um, catching shit for that one. Fuck no, that's Jersey Girl. Gigli isn't is uh that's J Lo. That was J Lo. She uh, caught t- so much shit for that. Jersey Girl is Ben Affleck though. I th- wasn't Geely, or maybe I'm thinking of Glitter. I'm getting the other st- stupid. <laughs> anyway, when she makes her thing and she becomes J Lo, she's a horrible singer. She became all about. She was with Sean Puffy Cones and and all that. It, it, it was just like I don't get it. I don't like any of this stuff. Um. Yeah, I'm not seeing a Geely on it. Oh, there it is. It's right before Jersey Girl. Yeah. It's the year before. Uh, 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it's it's freaking terrible. Yeah. and <laughs> 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 18% on Metacritic. It's bad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize. I've never like, seen it. I just know it's bad. Man, one star? But it was horrible, right? She did Angel Eyes, which wasn't bad. Enough is okay. Um, and then she did the Ma- Made in Manhattan, and then it really goes downhill from there. Jennifer, and then she becomes all about music and J-Lo and blah, blah, blah. Jennifer Lopez does yoga in the movie Geely on DailyMotion.com. <laughs> well, but I know what they're looking at. <laughs> when I watched, and, and if you, how she talks, she is from Brooklyn, I think, right? Um, yeah, she's or Bronx or something right. like that. I mean, yeah. she has an she's accent. From one of the boroughs. When she's Jennifer Lopez, she has an accent. When she's J-Lo, she's that very affected movie star talk. You know, I'm totally out. But I will say that I really enjoyed that hour of television, man. It was her, like she wasn't out of sight, right? Really? The, the Yeah, it was It was like, where's this person been for 20 years? Huh. Or how 15 years, however long it's been. Um, and she started out as a dancer on In Living Color, right? Right. She was a, and then before that, she was a dancer for the Lakers, I think. Oh, was that Paula Abdul? Maybe, but maybe it was Paula. It may have been, maybe. Been. But she was definitely on in, in Living Color. Um, and so it was weird. It was almost like you, when you see her as J Lo, and then you see her as Jennifer Lopez, it is almost like schizophrenically two different people. Oh, it's like Orphan Black. <laughs> yeah, it, but I like the movie. I like the show. It's got um, it's got a really good cast. Uh, Ray Liotta is is doing what fantastic. Year, what year was that? It Shades of Blue. Yeah, it just it's, started. It just started. Yeah, right? it's okay. one episode out. Wow. Um, and it's it might be worth a watch just so you can be a little bit 
mesmerized by like who is this person it's not j-lo right hmm. um and i hope it's got i know they've done um i think Man, done, she's had such a long career for her to sort of blossom this uh i'm not saying late in her career you know what i mean it's in, right yeah that, that she suddenly just sort of out of nowhere and it's like oh look at you well i know <laughs> and i think maybe that she realizes the whole i'm a super hottie and the the music thing is maybe done yeah and or she okay. she needs to transition out. right yeah. yeah unlike miley cyrus's transition from uh hannah montana to whatever it is she is right miley now. cyrus is a marketing genius dude i Fully give her that, and but man, you, she, do you ever she, go on her YouTube went, channel? She went for the fences. She went for the fences. Yeah, and it. fucking knocked a grand slam home run in the fucking World Series. Um, she is going to make money hand over fist like nobody's. And again, oh, and yeah. it, same thing we were talked about. I think it was last podcast when I, I talked about the article I read about Paris Hilton. Yeah, and how she fooled everybody into I'm just dumb and slutty and has made like a billion dollars. Yeah, she's laughing. Miley, she's I, laughing Miley Cyrus all the way is laughing all the way to the bank too. I'm going to force you to watch some of her YouTube channel. She does out in her backyard. She has a full like uh, music setup and does recordings and stuff. She's really good. Yeah, and and um, she has stars come in and they just sing in her backyard. I see. Like, it's seen, called Happy Face or Happy Tube or something like that. She's a marketing genius. Yeah. Um, and she's going to make a ton of money, and everybody else is going to be, oh, she's so dumb and slutty, while she's making money hand over fist. And uh, um, when she hits her late 30s, she's going to make another transition right. into a serious Right, and she'll probably be songwriter, a actress. producer, actor, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, um, make even more But anyway, money. I feel like maybe that's this transition piece, and she's like probably went out and did it. But I love Ray Liotta. Um, and and, he, all and his, he loves you. Yeah, he's good. All the I like all the little B movies he's done over the years. Every time I've tuned into one of them, it's been a solid a performance. He's never he was never going to be a big super huge movie star out of Hollywood. He's never going to be right. George Clooney or any of that. His his peak was Goodfellas. Yeah, and, and I mean he's that worked was, that angle pretty a, fucking well. Yeah, what a good peak to have. I love that movie. Yeah, I know love it's awesome. Um, but he's done a lot of. He was in I think was it him and uh, Sylvester Stallone were in Copland. One of the few Sylvester Stallone movies I'll, I actually like I think really that sounds like right. Um, now uh, Leota's doing that. He's pitching, uh, was that that vodka or gin or whatever it is? He's, I don't know. Have I've you seen ever seen that. the, yeah, it's like, it's a very distinctive bottle. I can see it in my head. But yeah, he's uh, he's doing, he goes to one side of a, like a sporting event, uh, like a boxing or something, and there's a hot woman with a drink on the other side, and he's, he simply holds up a bottle of whatever this liquor is, Sweet. Or, or he sends her a drink or something very, something very cool and machismo sort of. I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. So it's a very NBC-ish detective movie. I mean, it's not going to be hardcore or anything, but it is like so. They're a bad group of cops. So um, is it like a CSI or no, no, or like a special victims unit? No, or no. They're they're it's totally opposite. They're a bad group of cops. They're all dirty. And but they're all dirty, very loyal to each other, and she gets popped by the FBI, and now they're going to turn her on the rest of the crew. And Hooch, Turner and Hooch, Turner and Hooch, yeah, which is sort of sounds dirty. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you guys going to do tonight? Oh, we're going to go out so and so on the Turner and Hooch. What what page of Urban Dictionary was that on? <laughs> I don't know. Should be in there now. But um, was it a hot pocket? What was that? So it's not going to be like a solve crimes show. Right. It's going to be so like the Shield. She's an informant. It's a little she, bit like the Shield. A little bit? Uh, may, well, maybe ish, 
but it, it's hard to t- tell. I mean, they get. I'm not giving away anything. It's first episode, and they basically lay it out. That's what this, at least the season, is going to be about: is her um, being the rat in the crew. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's not. I thought it was going to be kind of an ongoing. Okay, Ella. Detective show, a la Law and Order or something like that. Yeah. But it, it doesn't. It's not set up to be that way. Hmm. It's going to be can she? Um, and it's oh, it's also got uh, Shades of Blue. I, I, man, I I get the title now that you tell me a little background right. on it because when I first saw that, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. I was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. what they're saying is like it's, they do good things. Like Ray Liotta's character, his whole drive is he's. Very much like uh, Mackie in The Shield. Um, I don't know how much of that you've seen, but a little bit. he works with the criminals to protect the schools. Basically, he says, hey, do your drug dealing over here. You stay away from the schools. You get over by the schools, you're going to jail, I'll kill you. You know, We can form a partnership, but I, I'm not going to let... I know I can't stop you guys, it's like but a, I can at least control the madness. It's right? like it's like uh, sort of like old school mafia. Yeah, and very much like um, Frank Mackie, he's totally on the take. And he's, I am the law. I am the law. But it's also got, uh, and I, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Oh, she goes. It's Andrea, uh, Andrea Donna De Matteo. Um, uh, Donna De Matteo. Yeah, from um, one of the Sopranos. Yeah, and yeah. Um, she was she the uh, Sons of Anarchy. Was she the? Uh, she was the uh, the. Um, what was she on? Uh, Sopranos. Was she the psychiatrist? No, no, no. She was the uh, his nephew's uh, girlfriend. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Who got turned informant. Yeah. Right. And so she's kind of made a living off of kind of playing that hot Jersey girl that's in over her head. That's her. So, that's her niche. Right. And you know she played the Sons of Anarchy, the original wife. Yeah. Um. With the had Abel. Yeah. Um, she was on Joey. Yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, I forgot about that. She was She's on Joey, Joey. Joey's sister. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I didn't hate that Joey show. It wasn't fantastic. Obviously, that's why I got canceled. Well, Joey, what made him great on Friends is that he wasn't the center of attention. Right. He was just the, the sort of once the, the spotlight was on dumb, him. dumb, goofy thing. Sort <laughs> yeah, of yeah, Nick's rule. Yeah, Captain Non Sequitur, basically. Right. And then it's you take that sideline character and try to put them in the spotlight and And she's from Queens I mean she very much plays that up and so it's interesting she just looked at a bit part in the first episode but she's in all episodes and it looks like uh, it's going to be well it's like Rosie she reminds me a little bit of uh, Rosie Perez as Rosie Perez has her niche. Nobody <laughs> reminds me of Rosie Perez I can't stand her but I'm you know out. that it's every role that she has is that you can't run away from that 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 inflection right so she did really well on sopranos and went to joey that got canceled i didn't realize she was on desperate housewives for a season or two yeah yeah i remember that i've never seen an episode of that yeah we watched uh, all the way through and And then she was wendy teller on sons of anarchy she's fantastic so it'll be interesting to see like i i I, I just toe dipped in there to see what it was because i was super interested in Jennifer Lopez coming back and acting and seeing if she was really going to... And it honestly appears like this is not, hey, I'm a star, I'm coming over, just surround me with good people and I'll kind of look hot. It, she's legitimately taking this seriously. So that's kind of... I thought that was kind of cool. I'll have to check it out. Well, you know, I say that, but 
Man, I'm almost up to the fill line. <laughs> it's going to hit the spillway here. Your soon. cup runneth over. Yeah, but like we've said many times in the podcast, uh, what a great problem to have. Huh. Having to sift through all this awesome content. Yeah, I agree. So we're right at an hour. So we'll, we'll turn. Uh, we'll let you guys. Um, and I think I think I'm, I agree with these guys. You and I should have private planes too. I, I. Agree. So we'll let these guys take us. Oh, I know. Okay. Brother Copeland, I was flying home from a meeting. And I had come out of a glorious meeting. I had just finished me and Is a couple of dollars preaching. Had a glorious meeting. So you, I was, you know. for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I said, people yeah. were saved, yeah. touched, and blessed. High on God PCP. in the plane that God <laughs> yeah. so graciously gave us. We're flying home. Mescaline. As it's I was the only going way home, to fly. the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement. He gave, I agree. I said, well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? Mm, and I thought, right. well, yes, Lord. He said, it, it then pa- he said this. Pause for a second. So I got to interject something on this. Is this the, the intermittent gall to insinuate that some higher being is actually speaking to you in a, like a conversation? Right. Because that is. He's a prophet, uh, man. How are you spelling that? <laughs> he said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? Now, when he With said that, that shocked me. I'm like, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane. I stood up. My pilot looked at me and said, you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God. That's why he has to have a private plane. (laughs) Got to be able to hold his hands up and talk to the sky. Lord, I don't think I was letting my faith stagnate. He said, so this is all I could ever do. I said, you're trying to tell me something. He said, go to the book of Amos. So if you had the book of Amos, I'm I want much to read more of a fan of the book of Andy. Uh, you beat me to it. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay. No. Yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. Because you're out that, of your this, damn mind. This is so mind. important. And those of you that are, that are just now coming this into totally these things. This totally justifies um, hundreds of millions in, of in dollars the first place, of investment. Jesse and 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 I and and others, Keith Moore and Creflo and all of us, Creflo Dollar, Jesus. The world is in such a shape we can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least seventy-five to eighty, more like ninety percent of what we're doing, because you can't get there can't, from here. It's impossible. That's so what REM said. We ha- and, and this was such a good illustration. I just the the, the Lord in, impressed the, me. The faith of a That's mustard seed. That's why we're on that airplane. We can talk to oh, God. Lord we can. We, we, well, you're it, up higher. When I was flying for Oral Roberts, so it's the, not having to go so far. <laughs> Brother Deweese, my my mm-hmm. boss on the airplane, he said, "Now, Kenneth, this is sanctuary." It protects the anointing on, on uh, uh, Brother Roberts. And he said, you keep your mouth shut. Don't talk to him unless he talks. Because when he's on a meeting, he doesn't talk to anybody but God. Now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm-hmm. there then, man, mm-hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit. Sure. People coming up to him. He right. had become famous. And they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. Well, you, you, can't, pause it for a you, you can't manage so that. So that, that is... That's your fucking job, dude. <laughs> is to be praying for people. Yeah, people coming up to me. So I need my own private plane so I can dance around and like a whirling dervish. Don't you motherfuckers get it? I'm a baller. <laughs> I'm shot caller. <laughs> right. The, this dope filled world. Right. And get in an air. Get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. Ooh. That's exactly. The and it's it's deadly. 
and, and he works on you hard. It really does. So Getting in the I, tube anyway, of demons. I, I wanted to make that clear so the devil can't I just like uh, the, say, brass, the brass section of the tuba demons. Fat cats riding around. No, we're not. We're in business. Do Listen, I could scratch my flying itch with my little single engine open cockpit airplane. Right. I just come home and fly around in that and scratch my flying. It that doesn't have nothing to do with that. Yeah, but that's only like five hundred thousand dollars. We're in soul business here. Let me talk right. about some of my we, other we planes. Got a dying world around <laughs> us. Just, we got a dying nation around us. That's right. And we can't even get there on the And you, ca you can't. Let, let me give you an example before I read the script. Okay, go, okay, go. Some people say, why do you need an airplane? It started out about a couple of weeks ago. I, I was in Fort Worth. I preached for, on a, a Sunday, a Friday night and a Saturday. I was in Fort Worth preaching for Jerry Savelle. Sunday morning, I was in Boston, Massachusetts. Monday, I was in New Orleans. Tuesday, I was in Chicago. Wednesday, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. Thursday, I was in New Orleans. Friday, I was in San Antonio, Texas. Saturday, I was in New Orleans. Sunday, Saturday I was in another city. In the park. I actually have a Delta captain that lives close to my house. I brought him that schedule. I said, can you fly this? He said, no, and I wouldn't. If <laughs> How, When do you sleep? We're about the farthest on the airplane. On the airplane. Come so on. Only way I can grab it, see? Yeah. Now, when God is speaking this to me, he said, what so this is all I can ever do. To it. And I'm thinking, in, in myself, well, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a phenomenal aircraft you're giving us. He said, then when he said, you're going to let your faith stagnate, now that caught my attention. When God tells you your faith stagnating, yeah. you better start listening. Well, yeah. So, and I thought, stagnating? You I'm, can't stay here. Yeah. You got to do this or you're going to do this. He said That's this. up or down. You're on control, cruise control. You're moving, but no longer by your power. How See, am I going to get these the fools to give me that's money if I'm not in a different state every day? You're moving, but no longer by your power. You see, you're just doing this. Now, watch this scripture. Now, the, i got to stop on the first word. Amos chapter 6, verse 1. I can't take Amos serious. <laughs> Seriously? Well, I read the scripture. Amos chapter 6. Brother Copeland, I was flying home from a meeting, and I had come out of a glorious meeting. I had just been me and Cruffalo Dollar were preaching. had a glorious meeting. So I was, for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I, I was high was as saved, a fucking cat. All right, let's go make some OT. All right. We're flying. Various writing topics, uh, and it has some top flight authors on it: Brandon Sanderson, uh, a whole bunch of others, you know, sci-fi, uh, thriller type writers. Yeah, you still listen to one that was called "I Should Be Writing," and it was yeah. like to, yeah, I'm a writer. How do you keep yourself in the game? Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And this, uh, the podcast, the information is great on writing excuses, uh, but. Sanderson, whatever mic he's using, he can't, he he pops and he talks. Yeah. He's really hot on it, and it's almost painful to listen to because the rest of them, they're they're sort of Greg talkers a little bit, a little yeah. bit of Greg talkers, and then he's up here and hey, I'm saying and he's got sort of a higher voice, and it's it's painful to listen to. But I sit there jockeying back and forth on the volume. About half the podcasts I, I get in and listen to, I have to opt out because I, I just can't take the audio quality. Yeah, it's just... It's, and yeah, like you said, it's good stuff, stuff you want to listen to, but man. Sort of hard. A long roll on that. Hmm, yeah, that's it why makes I'm, it tough. That's why I'm glad that it's only like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I, don't, I can't take that. <laughs> My thumb's too too hurting from adjusting the volume and shit, isn't it? Well, uh, a lot of the time I, I find a sort of a happy medium and it's not consistent all the time, so... 
find a happy medium volume and then I pull out my earbuds just so I can barely have them hang on my ears <laughs> while I'm driving. It's like, okay, that's that, that'll work. I can yeah. get some Dixie cups. And <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. So we'll just lead off with what I think is some of the coolest news. If this is this time going to come to fruition with the Deadwood movie. I mean, that was on several things online last week, this last week. This is, I think, the second go-round of like, hey, we're going to do this. Oh, no, we're not going to do this. Um, but the the article that I read was quoting the head of HBO saying, "It's a, this is a done deal. We're going to do it. Yeah, and for those of you who are not in the know, it was a HBO series, um, much beloved, three seasons, 36 episodes, um, ran from March 2004 to August 2006. So this would be, if they roll it this year, It'd be a 10-year anniversary, which is like, wow, it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. And I think I think the biggest thing is they've all been so – they're all so busy. Yeah. Um, uh, Deadwood is an American Western television series created, produced, and largely written by David Milch and uh, aired on HBO. And uh, it, was, uh, it was awesome. It was foul language and uh, hold no bars, and it was great. I was going to roll a little bit of audio. It's one of my favorite clips ever. Swear Engine. He was a, one of the main characters, and he was he made me totally made the show. Um, Al Swear Engine. But I got to think that uh, a big hold up on this, God, being video selecting is horrible. Well, everybody's in the 10 years that's ensued in people's careers, the price tag has gone up. Yeah, and I think that's why they can't do a series because they're, they're never going to get enough people to watch it to do a series but they could all they could justify a movie you know and they'll make movie or money off that movie justify justify well i yeah i see i see what you did yeah so i think that's been the holdup yeah swearingen is on um uh ray donovan on hbo yep so this is i'll see if this how well this plays this is one of my favorite scenes I just the dialogue and, and stuff in this in the original Deadwood is just so amazing. This is not going to be the right one. I'll talk while you find the right one. Um, yeah, the, like I said, uh, it was mostly um, it was David Milch. It was mostly all him. Um, he is seventy. Yeah, and he's got to. And that's what they were saying uh, that he's not done with it. The HBO execs like, hey, he's not done. We want to do it. Um, and also, you know, getting up in years. I mean, he's not. Yeah. They got to do. They got to do it now, or it's going to be trouble. Yeah, he. Uh, um, here, I think this is it here. NYPD Blue. That's kindness or consideration. Here we go. Yeah. Past hope. Past kindness or consideration. That's justice. That's satisfaction. That's warmth, or cold, or comfort. That's love. That's surprise. What an endlessly unfolding tedium life then to come. No, Doris. Must not let you be past surprise. 
And he goes in and murders all the prostitutes. It, it, the thing that I, I loved That's about Dylan Deadwood. Hunt, by the way, one of my favorite dudes. I love about Deadwood. Always loved about it. It had almost like a Shakespearean quality to it. Oh, the dialogue and the monologues. I mean, yeah. this uh, all of Swearingen's soliloquies oh, are yeah. very Shakespearean. Yeah. And, man, talk about a foul mouth person you can love to the end of the earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he starts off with the bad guy. And yeah. eventually is he's not a, he's never a good guy. None of them are good guys, really. He's like an antihero. But very much, you know, down the road, you're kind of start you rooting for him. Season two and season yeah. three, and that it showed a lot of. Oh, I wish they could have finished that and kept going. I know it showed a lot of complexity to his character. You know, they everybody had different motives, and a lot of it's uh, either money or pussy. <laughs> well, and two, like with Swergen's character, his or he both. was a product of his environment you know what i mean yeah he was a raised orphanage whorehouse whorehouse i mean he he was who he was and his what he became was how do you get through the day when your day's this rough yeah um bill cosby asked (laughs) himself that every day yeah um so he would i can't i i don't know this there's a lot of story there left because swearingen as a as a very you know was a real guy has a very good story uh, that's left there to tell. Um, the oh, what's the uh, Bullock? Yeah, he he becomes like a senator and a famous rancher and all that stuff. I mean, there's just so much stuff left to tell there that they could have you know obviously fabricated, but kept winding down the real story around all those guys. So I hope it's like a three hour movie. I hope it's yeah. they they said they didn't they wouldn't commit to a miniseries. Yeah. But um, they want to hope it's like a two and a half hour movie. I would love that. Um, on the Reddit uh, about this uh, HBO Deadwood movie happening, and that was uh, off of ew.com Entertainment Weekly. Uh, this was it's no longer the top comment, but it it got gilded. They Reddit gold. Uh, the top comment the other day when I looked at this is. Pussy is half price for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great yeah. uh, callback uh, comment from uh, from uh, the series. And then uh, when he somebody gilded this uh, this user, he put it, edit, thanks for the gold, cocksucker. <laughs> 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 so that was, uh, that was, that's for engine right there. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I, I know it's probably like four years off. Yeah. Um, well, like I said earlier, this year, 2016, is the 10th anniversary of it, of its inception. And the I need to go back and watch that. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe. It should be, I believe, because of their it's deal on, with it's HBO. On, it's on one. It's it's definitely on one of them. And <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, is on, it should be on Prime. HBO's yeah. deal is with Prime, so I, I, that's one of those that's old enough that all the seasons should be available. And they're not screwing you over to have to pay for the last one or two. Yeah, that's yeah, that's ridiculous. Fuckers. Um, what do we want to roll to next? Uh, uh, we want to roll. You uh, talk about run. Okay, talk about run. Uh, I watched a little bit. Uh, it is a miniseries uh, called Run, off of uh, it's a BBC uh, series. Um, when it was Channel Four was the original network. And it was distributed by Channel Four, and it came out in uh, ran from uh, July. It ran in July. It was uh, like a three day run for the miniseries, and it's four episodes. Uh, I think it's like fifty three minutes episodes. Yeah, and uh, it 
has all of our favorites in it, uh, including Lenny James, who is, in, like you said, it is all things BBC. Yeah, he's in so many good things. And yeah, Jamie, Jamie Winston, Olivia Coleman, Lenny James, and Katie Leung. She was Cho in the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Uh, and when I first saw her on that, I was like, I know you. <laughs> I've seen you. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, because we just recently have been re- rewatching like the first three or four of the Harry Potters and course she was in there so um it is located in london um it is um it each episode focuses on one character among the four leads and shows how their decisions affect each and the others like it it'll it'll play on a character and then it rolls like crash yeah a little bit where it's like a lot of overlapping vignette type things very much so They, they they slice of life uh lower I wouldn't even say middle class London, lower middle class London, and how their decisions. Must be the East Enders, aren't yeah. they? The poor See, folk, like. pretty pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. We're not snobs here. <laughs> we love the little people. Um, and it said the series reveals the interconnectedness of apparently separate lives through the stories of four people faces with choice, where survival is never a given. That's a little bit over the top, but. It's those damn pikeys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, the the first episode leads off with this um, working class mom and her uh, two loser sons that live at home and she's divorced and her husband was abusive and the sons are abusive. And um, they get into, the two boys get into an altercation uh, in the neighborhood that has some pretty dire consequences. Somebody had to pull out their AK? Uh, well, somebody got, somebody got flat blasted. Mm. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a, uh, they got the two sons, they, uh, attacked a guy and uh beat him and then he died and the guy died and the mom didn't know it was them and then the cops come around and the end of the first episode was the cops busted the then dragged out the two sons pretty are you sad. gonna it's pretty sad <laughs> committed to watching you're gonna watch the, the last two? last the last three yeah yeah okay awesome yeah. i'll try to jump in there at some point, it's a very easy watch. the the epi- The first episode flew by. I've pulled it up, like I said earlier, and you said, brought it up. It's on Netflix two or three, four times, and almost watched it. And it was in my uh, it was in my queue, and of course they show uh, Lenny James on the splash for it when you yeah hover over it. So yeah, he's the dude. But all the acting is good. The story is interesting, compelling story. You should so. see if you could track down in the line of duty. Um, I have to, I'll have and that's to. that's a Lenny James. At least season one, he's the star of the that show. Um, and he's the good cop that's bad, but still kind of good cop. Oh, um, uh, gets caught shade, in the wrong situation. Sh- shades of Lenny, shades of blue, shades <laughs> of Lenny. <laughs> awesome, but yeah, yeah so that was a. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it, and I just watched it this weekend. Uh, I watched it yesterday, the first episode. I was like, I will definitely keep this in my queue. So, a quick thing that you need to watch. At some point, you're going to have to watch Marco Polo Marco. on Netflix. Oh. But they did what I thought is a cool thing. One of the, the coolest characters in season one is a, a a blind Buddhist monk called Hundred Eyes. That's the that's the you that's told the me you told me a couple of uh, podcasts ago. I asked you about that. I saw it. Yeah. And I said, should I watch the series first? And you said yes. Yes, because you, you want to know. It's because the the it's an offshoot of it. It's yeah, a, following it's his a, character. A little it's just bit a more. thirty minute deal. So you you have no idea like where this Buddhist monk came from. Why is he blind? How is why is he serving? Um, and it's not it's not uh, he's serving the cons. I can't. It's not uh, Genghis. It's his one of his sons. I can't. It's 
Uh, Kublai? No, no, Kublai's way down the road. He's like um, a great grandson. Um, Wrath of? Wrath of, yeah, Wrath of. <laughs> did they um, put some uh, some slugs in the ears? Yeah, I think they did. Um, was so it you, rich Corinthian. Leather? This then once you are really familiar with Hundred Eyes, this is his backstory. It's a thirty-minute, very cool thirty-minute thing that, that explains where he came from, why he's blind, why he's serving the con. Did and he, so you, I don't think if you hadn't watched any of it, I don't think it would be nearly as interesting. Without that back, without the back, the without the front up, story, and, to, and right? then you follow the backstory, right. and it's more. It's, yeah, so I would not jump in and watch Hundred Eyes before you watch the first season of Marco Polo. Yeah, and you've said before that it is Marco Polo is really good. They uh, spent a shit ton of money on one. It. I, th- I believe the the numbers was the one season cost ninety million dollars. Yeah. That's a feature film. Yeah. Yeah, and but, Greg's I a mean, huge. He loves Marco Polo too. Yeah, both of y'all have spoken really highly of it. It's in my queue. It's like I said, we're under a dearth of TV greatness. We're Go. like we're Atlas holding up all the TV shows. I'll tell you, There's so and, fucking many of them. And like Supergirl, some of them are falling out the fingers. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna oh put no, this. Oh I'm gonna put, put the golden age of TV on my shoulders for a second. Get out of here. Get out of here. Watch this <laughs> when we get the streaming land. So you should check it out. I will. Um, whenever you get a chance for Marco, start rolling that. Um, just real quickly, because I thought it was a super cool thing, how they uh, – and it's hard – it'll be hard for me to explain to you, if anybody who's seen it, like – because it's, <laughs> you please. it's harder than 2 plus 2, Paul. No, I mean in terms of – so in the new Sherlock series, he has a thing that's called his mind palace, and it's and so like a mental thing that he does. And it's, that's a mem- how, it's a memory palace. Right. He goes into his memory palace. I read Moonwalking with Einstein. <clears throat> all right. So he goes in, oh, and, and that's where he keeps all this stuff and how, how he sorts through all that knowledge. He's not actively remembering all the stuff. Well, that's the way they had to do it back in the day. Yeah. Is that that's how they memorized all this stuff because – what are you, going you didn't s- have the internet at your yeah. Are you going to scratch it out on vellum? <laughs> what are you, you going to do? You got to yeah. memorize, and that was that was what learning was. Yeah. Is that people memorized all the ancient literature and and it, it, they had it at command. That's why. And I've that's tried people when, down in Downton Abbey. That's why they can quote the Greek classics and stuff like that at a drop of a hat. And that was part of their education, not star right. test. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The uh, have you ever read Moonwalking with Einstein? No, I have it. I'll let you borrow it. It's a it's a quick read, and it uh, the guy who is investigating the idea of the memory palace. He uh, trains himself to enter into that uh, memorizing a deck of cards competition, and does really well. (laughs) And it's and I've tried the techniques, and damn it, it works. Yeah, it's it's basically you taking. Uh, a familiar thing like your house you know the ha- layout right. of your house and you take a list of what you want to memorize and you think of usually the more uh, puerile and uh, vulgar the way the description of the item um, and you put it in different rooms and then it's like walking uh, right. a memory map right and so that's uh, exactly it, what sherlock does yeah so the <clears throat> the season opener is yeah. the throwback to the 1800s so it's really cool what they do, and you don't know. It, at first, I didn't. I didn't know this. Um, so a little bit of a spoiler alert, I guess. So I thought they were just doing a whole in their their movie length, their hour and a half long episodes. I thought they were doing the whole thing in the eighteen hundreds, but it starts to flip flop from the eighteen hundreds. He's doing an investigation, yeah, in the eighteen hundreds, and then it flips to modern time. And so when he flips to modern time, he's obviously the whole backstory with Sherlock is he 
very big heavy drug user so he, he opium induces himself via cocaine and mixtures of cocaine opium seven percent solution was sherlock's favorite um, and it's also uh, Raymond Redikins. <laughs> yeah, he chases the dragon himself. He induces so he can go into a heightened mental mental state, and and he can sort of do his mind palace um, thing and do investigations in his head. Right? It's, it's like VR for so it's switching yeah. back and forth. But I think what they did it, it's a really cool thing. If this is the only episode you ever watch of Sherlock, you can't tell by the way they have the story laid out. Is he a modern day Sherlock who is doing the mind palace thing? to go back into the past to investigate this thing that happened a long time ago? Or is he a long time ago Sherlock and he does the mind palace thing and casts himself into the future? And it's not like a, like a man in the high castle thing, right? No, it's, no, no. It's all in Sherlock's head. Wow. So both sides of the episode are, well, the modern day one you think is the modern day one, but the way they end it, it's actually Sherlock yeah. is telling Watson, like, I do this, I cast myself into the future to try to figure out past or crimes currently. How how high were you? Man, well, let me tell you. <laughs> well, see, in that, it I, was Johnny Carson eating cake in a bush high. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that picture. Johnny Cash, not John, Carson. Yeah, and I saw the, the image that I've seen the picture right. of Johnny Cash, but when you said Johnny Carson, I saw his face, and then it was like, oh, I just did a remix. Um, it's interesting that you know, in the 50s, people, the world of tomorrow, you know, how they tried to predict what right. 2015 would look like, and they were nowhere close. So, good job, Sherlock. <laughs> Getting yeah. everything pretty damn accurate. <laughs> but again, the it was a fantastic episode, and it was a, a remake of The uh, Abominable Bride. Right. Super cool. I love that show. I love sh- this whole Sherlock thing. Now this that's why is, I like House. House this, is a doctor. That's basically the Sherlock story. Yeah, Kermudgeon that everybody right. loves. Um, has a lot of personality, a lot right. of drug issues and personality fall, flaws, but brilliant. Asperger's or you know all that you know. Yeah. Very high, but not the personality that you would normally think that a story would be centered around. Yeah, you wouldn't want to hang out with him. No, no, he's. Hey, he's kind of a dick. You're an asshole. <laughs> have you, have you, I see you've re-upped your yearly asshole card. <laughs> asshole of the month card. Yeah, let me punch that for you. Now is it the Sherlock, is it a, a standalone? The, uh, no, all this, the episodes this are new sort thing. of standalone. No, the, the it, it picks up from where last season okay, ended okay. and propels the story. I didn't know if it was like a one-off type of thing or. I thought that's what it was going to be. But okay. it's not. It is the first episode. Oh, the and they do season. a lot of really, really cool camera techniques and special effects. Like when he's thinking, it'll be right in the middle of the scene and everybody freezes. Or weird things happen. Or he'll do things as he's doing his mind palace thing. Yeah. It's it's really well done. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely made, along with other stuff, Cumberbatch a star. Bender Dick, Cumber, Cumber Snatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So definitely worth watching. I'll have to uh, catch up I, yet again. It's another one of those super long form shows like Luther that y'all endlessly gush about, and I've got it in my queue. It's me. And Get on my, the stick, Paul. It's my short form mind. I know. Why can't can I, I just? Uh, I'm just going to cut it up in like semi Vegas or something into 24 minute episodes. I think you should cut the black, put a, a Tide commercial in between, and. I'll be good to go. So what did you think of uh, the opening uh, episode for the last and final season of Downton Abbey? Um, to be honest, I thought it uh, it, look, it seemed to me like they're running out of story. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in let's wrap her up mode. It, it is. I think it's this has got to be the season where they tie all the loose ends together. Well, this is the final season, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So well, exactly. I mean, but I think that but they're, they I think started that, at the very start of the episode. I don't think they decided, hey, we've got to end it. I think they it was, looked at it and said, we've got to end it. Well, you know and I, mean? I, think, I think that was planned. Uh, I remember the show creator, I remember, had stated that it had a very definite end. And they're currently, I believe they're in like in 1924, 1925 right yeah. now. The end of last season ended uh, the Christmas party of 24. So I believe they're in 25 right now. Yep. And they're going to uh, squash this. Uh, the tides of war are trickling up, but it's the end of it's the end of the landed aristocracy. Yep. A lot, it's starting to taper down. Well, it d- d- because of World War One, they definitely struggled through that, and then World War Two basically into that whole thing. Yeah, like the country life done. Yep, all of those became public yeah. houses because no one had the money. Because I think they come in. If I remember the, it's like they take ninety after World War Two. It's so bad they take like ninety five percent of all those people's wealth yep. to keep the country afloat. Yeah, and also that um, um, people are there's more opportunities for people that their whole lives were working for the right. an estate a large estate that was how the they supported an, a village economy and uh now people have other opportunities they can be secretaries they can work in um uh as in machine shops and things like that and they can get paid enough that they can sort of not be servants anymore right trickle out of that they're just different type of servants basically <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah what which type of slave would you like to be that's just Pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. The one that earns the most money. I think I'll be that slave. Yeah, and that's what they decided. So it's uh, it's and you know I I I did have a a good laugh at uh, um, uh, the head butler and uh, um, the head house uh, mistress. And I know their when I'm watching the episode, I know their names, and I cannot think of their names off the top of my head it's mrs hughes mrs hughes and and um mr uh, belvedere mr belvedere (laughs) yeah uh and i could see their faces and i just drew a total blank on it that's a pro quality show we got going here mr anderson mr anderson here i'll pull it up yeah that's what she said we've got mr carson mr carson that's right yeah but they're you laughed at them what uh them dancing around talking about whether they're going to get it on after they're married or not <laughs> well you know that, that wasn't, was so but that, that wasn't was, their conversation that was the conver- he had carson had that conversation with the, the cook the head cook but miss uh uh mrs hughes put her up to right. asking because she wasn't sure of she she was a, she wanted the full monty well she wanted it but mrs. she was Pat afraid Moore. mrs patmore the, is the head cook um, Mrs. Hughes was concerned that she was uh, feeling a little self-shamed that she's so old and never been married before. And I don't know if freak on. I don't know if she's ever been stooped before. <laughs> I doubt so, it. So, and she was uh, a little bit of concerned of how her because she's an, an older woman, late middle age, and she was uh, concerned about what his if he would find her attractive. Uh, you know. Would he have to get some Viagra? What was what were we doing here? So, um, so this whole very English roundabout. Uh, okay, we're gonna play the telephone. Is game it going this. to? I'm be going a to. Mrs. Hughes is going to talk to marriage. I think is. A, yeah. Are we going to do not pass go? Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> what are we going to do here? Is he going to buy Baltic? Is he going to buy 
uh, um, I think Mr. Carson's he's getting out of jail for free. I think I, he's gonna. He's he a, wants a full marriage. He wants oh. to hit that shit. Yeah. So it was that, and, and that's uh, this whole series. Like so many shows, it um, even like sitcoms and stuff like this is that it deals a largely off of uh, a misunderstanding or a miscommunication. Is a, that's the premise of how they roundabout talk to each right. other about things, and then if they would have just said, "Hey, do you think I'm sexy?" Yes, you know that's a short episode, <laughs> or no, <laughs> you know it's like, do we want to live as brother and sister? And he's like, Carson's like, I'm not going to ask you to marry me if I can't cook those biscuits. You know, so what I'm interested to see, and this will, and we is, are talking about Downton Abbey, so. right? Is uh, post Downton Abbey, like this has all made them huge stars, worldwide stars. Yeah. Are they going to be suitable for anything else? Like, are people well, going to see them? Mary, Mary was uh, Mary, the Mary. head, uh, the why you bugging Michelle uh, Dockery. Yeah, she was uh, in that on a plane, snakes on a plane thriller or whatever it was, where she was on. It was a feature movie that came out like a year or so back. Um, and was it the, snakes on a plane too? No, it, I said snakes on a plane is a joke. It was a it was a thriller action movie on a plane like they're in flight and somebody's a murderer non-stop yeah and that was that sort was of, with uh i have a unique set of skills liam neeson mm-hmm. yeah and uh michelle dockery so yeah. yeah but that was her i guess that was her break and i i, I had the movie came and went at the theaters shows that yeah and it shows that she's in a new tv series called good behavior that starts this year good neighbors that was the early. I 70s. love that. Sh- God, I love that show. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then she's got t- cute two, and I'll stay English here. She's got two movies movies queued up. Um, the sense of an ending. Thank you. And consider yourself. Son of a woman. She's stinky. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. Like I mean, they're so recognizable for those roles, and that's world the world over. And I was trying to think, what's a oh yeah, well, Hugh Bonneville guy- like. The guy who plays Carson, uh, he's sort of pigeonholed. I, I would say if I ever saw him in anything, hey, it's Carson. Yeah, it's Carson. His name is Jim Carter. Um, he oh. has nothing scheduled post Downton Abbey. He's living off them royalties. He seems more like a character actor to me. Yeah. How about the uh, the 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 uh, underbutler, the one that everybody loves to hate, the guy who sh- shot himself in the hand. In the hand? Yeah. I don't rightly take kindly to being shot in the hand. He's the one that's always weaseling around behind the scenes trying to get people up in up in people's business. Yeah, um, J- Rob James Collier. Yeah. Um, nothing post-Downton. Yeah, because he's, he's like Nellie Olson on uh, Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. It's like, I hate you. <laughs> I can't get any work anymore. But yeah, the uh, the guy Elizabeth that was... Elizabeth McGovern's already lined up the, for some stuff. The actor that was... Um, that was married uh, to Mary in season one, and he got killed off in that car wreck. That's why they wrote him out. They had to write him quickly out of the show because after he decided to move along himself because he wanted to pursue bigger and better things for his career. And I haven't seen him in shit. Boom. You know, um, I was looking at, uh, just clicking through here, I was looking at uh, Joanne uh, Fraga. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Off of Vikings. <laughs> yeah. She's... Um, she plays Miss Bates. Falogi. Anna Bates. Yeah. Gosh, she is so pretty, man. Mm-hmm. It is insane how 
how downplayed they are able to make her look. She is, yeah, I've she's seen, gorgeous. She is gorgeous, and she's. Uh, I wouldn't say she's frumpy at all on the show, but yeah, she. I was like, so you married that dude, Gimpy? Gimpy yeah. McLegleg? I mean, she is like smoking hot. Head. To, I mean, she's she's unbelievable, and I can't believe it's. I mean, that's so well how they you know dower her down and yeah and how she holds that sad face things that she's got going on yeah she sort of drives me a little bit crazy i was like man well i, I think, feel sorry for you son but I come on in, i know <laughs> you know I what i mean in, it's like stop whining um she's got a bunch of stuff lined up too dark angel starfish a, <laughs> a street called a street Does, cat named bob i don't know a street car named i can Desire? see her going forward because she's not she's not one of the bigger yeah. pieces of the pie how old but is she her, mrs mrs Bates story was over like in season three yeah and normally that's where you you know the characters would make their outro but like how do you get rid of people like that servant you know thing is they didn't come and go they were there they were their life you know lifers for the yeah. most part yep um but they could have a pension and all that mm-hmm. i don't know i was trying to there was a there, i don't know i that, that's my thing going forward are they able to land other things and and uh, make it more than this? Oh, of course, what's uh, the Dowager? Oh, God, what is her name? Um, oh man, I'm showing my skills here. Uh, she's she was in she's, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. She's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, um, Maggie Wilson. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and she was she was when she was younger, she was a super hottie. Mm-hmm. She had a little bit of bug eye going, which is continued to bug eye <laughs> the older she gets. But she is probably one of my favorite. She's probably my favorite character on the show. She can do so much with Mama. just a with just a a look, a withering stare, and how she's always uh, uh, putting the kibosh down, especially this season between uh, Sprott, her uh, her butler, and uh, her uh, her maid, her what? dressing maid. Dench or whatever her name yeah. is, I can't remember. Uh, D- Dinska, Duska, Dinska, something like yeah. that. Yeah, make some broth. <laughs> it's just all this conniving, backstabbing uh, in this in the staff beneath them. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's hilarious. Super funny stuff. Well, I'm I'm excited. It's a good. It's going to be a cool season. Um, Another episode. Episode two tonight. I know it's definitely. Time for them to wrap it up and move on, though. Yeah, and I—that's I, what when we started. If they would off have this, tried to drag this out another couple seasons, it probably would have run a, it. You know, you just seen Fonzie out there in front of it, jumping the Shark Tank. Yeah, well, and they're—you know—they're treading dangerously close to World War II, so they need to get out before the budget goes up even more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The uh, um, then that's when we started the segment on Downton Abbey. Is that I really have enjoyed the series. And I would go back and rewatch it because it's just one of those series. But that very first episode, I was like, okay, let's, I can see they're ready to wrap it up. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 It's going to go into high wrap up mode, I feel. So, um, what I do, the hope, I I would love for this to open the door for other period things. Yeah. Not just BBC, but um, there's so many cool stories to tell and so much good TV that could be made off of all this. It would be nice to, it doesn't have to be modern and super dark yeah you know what i mean yeah it could be any period just tell a really good story um do it really well have good acting have you know good directing good writing so on and so forth but i hope that this that really opens the door for yeah that stuff yeah yeah all right man so i i know i'm just quick blurb on heroes it, it fired back up 
Um, oh yeah, I still haven't caught up on that. There's just so much stuff. I know you you love that show, but man, I just cannot carve this, out enough time. Honestly, this this episode, the first episode, in terms of being a mid season opener, little yeah. blah. It was okay. It advanced the story, and you know, I didn't think it covered as much ground as I felt like it was going to cover. Getting up to speed, but maybe one of these next few episodes. I'm I'm glad it's up. I'm glad it's running. Um, it again, it's like a good watch that you don't have to. You're not over, overly thinking stuff. You're just kind of seeing what they've got going on, and yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, um, I, I am going to be as interested to see if they can make this cool tie-in plot thing that they did with all the time traveling and everything happen. Um, if it's as cool in the second half of the season, or they kind of like spent what they had um, ammo-wise around this in the first half. Um, I hope that now going forward, it's just not straightaway storytelling that they've got a lot of really cool twists in there yeah because that's what for me was like go, made it from go from oh this is okay to wow that's really cool how like halfway through this first half of the season now everything's hit the ground and if it restart and you don't know who's on whose side and all that kind of stuff yeah and i know you spoke really highly of it i need to it's it's yet another one of those things that uh is the original, is it on Netflix? The original Heroes um, from years it, back? It used to be. Because uh, I'm probably just going to have to catch it on the, once it hits streaming at some point. I'm more interested in seeing it than I am in seeing Supergirl. Supergirl has Speaking gone. Speaking of the Fonz, I, pull, I typed in Heroes and it pulled up the 1977 movie starring Henry Winkler. <laughs> now he's uh, doing like. He's, he's he's yet another one of these actors that are doing commercials for uh, reverse mortgages and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, guys. It hey. says it's on Prime, which probably means you have to buy it. He was a... Uh, but you uh, have Prime? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Henry Winkler was on... Uh, uh, he did a bit part that was semi-reoccurring on uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he played this doctor. And he played a really nasty. He was a really nasty, mean character, and it was really sort of fun to see him him playing a sort of self centered, mean character like that. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, good for him. I hate to see people fall away like that. <clears throat> so you want to chat about you saw you finally saw the Revenant. I saw the Revenant this weekend. It was uh, I um, I really enjoyed it. it I, I thought it, it was an amazing film. Yes, it is. It is a. Uh, cinematography uh wet dream yeah it is it's it's beautifully shot, shot so well all natural light under really harsh conditions really I, harsh they might conditions. not have done a lot of lighting on the set but i think in post-production there was a shit ton of stuff done yeah but they shot the principal photography was shot with only natural light yeah i don't doubt and, that at all yeah uh they did they i did think stuff. it was prettied up in the studio quite a bit i'm sure it was but uh it depends it depends on uh like well, I mean, it depends on what you consider. Oh, are we, is color grading? Is that, you know, it's like how much Photoshop is Photoshop, right? Well, I, you know what I mean? It's, I know, but the, like when you say that, not you, when they say that, that, hey, we've shot this in all natural lighting, blah, blah, blah. It paints a picture of, hey, there's not a lot of stuff done to this. This is what we saw out on the. Oh, it's like taking a, right. a canvas out and doing a plein painting or something. <laughs> Right. There you go. <laughs> exactly. No grid lines. Pretty little crowd, clouds. But I think 
that color balancing and lighting balancing from shot to shot. Now I think that, I mean, so much of that, like the lighting that's done on set is so that when you cut from a different angle, the lighting's not changing. Right. Yeah. And you're not, you're not visually getting all this weird, like, wow, yeah. that was bright. Wow. That's dark. That's bright. Oh my God. When they shift back and forth between the cuts. So I got to feel like that's processed. Um, that uh, there's probably some focusing stuff that's done post production. Sure, um, I'm sure. I think it's pretty. I w- I felt like when I watched it that it was it's so pretty to look at that it's almost impossible that that's not heavily processed post production. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be surprised if it, if you it's maybe we can qualify it that it's heavily processed. Uh, We'll have to do process. some research. Yeah, because you know that's one of the things. Once you get it, things that are said for the movie junket versus the reality right. are usually not the but same. But here's world. why I think they didn't have any lighting and all that stuff done. Because when I watched that, the only thing that well, no, the thing that first and foremost in my mind, because it's all out natural, it's all in snow, was that must have been a fucking bitch to shoot. It was a bitch to shoot, and there was. A lot of the crew uh, there. I think it. I read somewhere that twenty or thirty members of the crew walked off. Yeah, and the there and that's a, why they don't want to drag ninety people out there every day. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's get and, eight tough bastards that won't get cold and go yeah, out there and do and, it. And uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He uh, uh, the revenant. We'll back this up a little bit so we can people know what we're talking about. It's um, uh, the revenant is a 2015 American biographical western film. Uh, directed by Alejandro G. Inaritu? Inaritu? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Radical Ron would probably not be able to say that. Or maybe he knows his enemies. <laughs> he could, <laughs> um, it's set in 1923 Montana and South Dakota. Uh, I think they did a lot of the principal up in like British Columbia. And yeah, I like feel that. like that had to be have done up yeah. in Canada. Uh, Florida. You know, <laughs> Georgia. Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, it was inspired by the experiences of frontiersman and fur trapper Hugh Glass, which was the uh, character that DiCaprio yep. played. Um, uh, Tom Hardy was in it as well. His his nemesis in this film, uh, the uh, his foe, uh, Tom Hardy. I loved his his role in it. I I, I actually think big male stars. I don't know if that came out right. I think he's the best actor working right yeah, now. Yeah, he and he has a certain. There's another movie, I believe it's called Legacy, yep. where he's playing a 1960s. Oh, it's, it's called Legend. Legend, uh, and they're twin brothers yep. in uh, 60s London, and Seen they're it. like it's mobsters. Amazing. I heard it was amazing, and he he it's plays unbelievable. He plays. He does a very orphan black you sort of thing. Cannot tell it's too. I mean. You, you know it's him, right? Yeah, but they're twin brothers, but they're such different personalities. One of them, I was listening to the NPR piece on it, uh, that one of the brothers was a, a gay uh, psychopath, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other one was just uh, mean as nails. And mean as nails? Is a, that, did I mix a metaphor there? Yeah, I think you did. But he's <laughs> tough as nails. He's tough as pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a non-repeating <laughs> number. <laughs> right. But uh, it's I mean, hard. Um but he, yeah, he's amazing in that film. I just think he's the best big actor yeah. out there. And, and everything he's in is fucking mesmerizing. Are you the bad man? <laughs> I always go to that and I give him shit for that. But yeah, he's a great actor. And I want to see that movie. And uh, I'll... Th- I'll uh, it's goodness. I have, I have ways of seeing that movie. You have ways. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I'll tell you, it was a long movie. About two hours and 46 minutes. Um 
yeah, they could have done some judicious uh, nipping and tucking on that movie. But I loved, I loved the way it ended, and I loved the just the idea of it's like, man, talk about an ego boost when you think you've had a bad day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that everybody when they was leaving the theater, we were sitting there watching the credits roll, and people were walking out. There was a bunch of hang dog. There was no laughing there was no joy in mudville that day is that man it's like i thought i had a rough day today it's hardcore back then man yeah some, i get mad sometimes when i forget to pack my lunch for work <laughs> and yeah. the, this guy man that guy yeah he had a, he saw some shit yeah. there was a this whole running joke that um people were saying that he there's that big bear scene you know the bear scene the bear attack scene that the bear fucked him and of course that didn't really happen or did it <laughs> that was an awesome cringing scene that and it went on for so long that is really uncomfortable i know and i th- this for me the bear scene and then the scene where he rides a horse over the cliff yeah this is what what i did why the, i think did, it's the, did, so, the, did, the, did the luke skywalker tauntaun <laughs> yeah what's so cool about effects have gotten so advanced that you can't tell that special effects at all you can't tell that the bear on him and all that stuff that you know when it shows the when they the other people come up and they finally get the bear killed and how it rolls down the hill on him and the you can't tell any of that stuff as special effect it, it looks, looks real yeah and so your mind is con- is on the what's going on as opposed to like how did they do that or that looks cg it's so picture perfect yeah. that it, it, looked, it just feels like it's hey that they did that live action I felt, that's what it looks like uh, yeah was, when he's getting attacked Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> is getting attacked by that bear I was like I felt really bad. I felt extra, really bad for him <laughs> I'd have paid an extra ten dollars if Leonardo actually did get raped by that bear <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's like and I was thinking in this movie is that there's two ways this could roll is that he if he doesn't get an oscar for this movie he's never going to get an oscar right and it would be funny if tom hardy got the oscar instead. <laughs> his so, best supporting yeah yeah exactly and but it yeah, was it, it everything was about the movie is the opening battle scene oh, wow man. that was intense that was man seeing somebody get an arrow right through the head <laughs> yeah oh man and again this, all that stuff you know there's a lot of special i feel there's a ton of special effects in this movie and but the it best. all looked seamless. It's not like hey, that's yeah. not none of it looked like it was. It looked real, and it 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 heightened every the the battle, um, the 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 horse chase scene, um, all that stuff. It just added so much without subtracting it. Like oh, that special effects. No, it looked like they took it out there and fucking it was in the middle of a battle and they were having it out and all that shit was real. Yeah, and uh, because ILM was highly involved in and i was like as soon as i saw that bear scene i was like i don't know who handled that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, but they, it, that's it, their it's thing seamless that's nothing their... looked like you know when they cg animals all the time i'm cringing oh that looks not good the fur is fucked up that way the yeah lighting. It but was, like it looked uh, great yeah it was a bear and that the, like you said the also that going over that cliff with that yeah. horse <laughs> felt bad for that horse and I knew it wasn't a real horse but you know it's like looked like a real horse you couldn't have told me it wasn't a real horse I'd yeah. have been a dollar but you know there's no way they did that to a horse yeah I watched the credits <laughs> that no animals were hurt that we know of yeah. it was up in British Columbia Except bears so. and horses and chickens and frogs <laughs> yeah golly that movie was it was fantastic beavers it was uh, beavers it was, and ducks it's one of those movies you know what that's from no nah. beavers and ducks oh it's that uh um, we're going to talk about him in Fargo because he's the bad guy. 
Billy oh, Bob Billy, Thornton. Oh, Bad Santa. Yeah, no, no. When he, uh, <laughs> him, and uh, they become their bank robbers. Oh, any which way but loose. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the um, now it, that movie was The Revenant. Beautiful movie. Yeah, glad I watched it. I'm not sure if I'd watch it again. Yeah, it's not. It's not a rewatchable one. No, no. I mean, I'd watch it if I'm in the mood for some high cinema mm-hmm. and some beautiful stuff. I would go through and pop through maybe through portions of it. But it's a. I mean, you are emotionally beat to fuck when you're done with that movie. So I don't know that I would ever rewatch it. Yeah, I was like, because I watched a 3:30 showing on Saturday and rolled out of there about 6:45, and I was like. I'm going to go lay down and weep a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I, man, Oscar performance or not, my, I, my hat's off to Leonardo DiCaprio on what, how much gut it must have taken him to get through that. Yeah. He is in the mud, in the cold, in the water. And he said, he said that he, f- there must have been months. And they, he said that, um, it's the physically the most grueling thing he has ever and probably will ever do in his life. Yeah, I mean, because the he's next like time somebody 40, offers him he's a, 40 now? Yeah, a snow movie. He's like, fucking, I'm out. There's no way. Been there, when done he that. Dove, he gets into that ice cold water. I don't care if you get on a fucking suit or not underneath all your bear suit. Yeah. It's cold. Well, and I was thinking that the, the amount of fires that they lit in the snow and the wind and stuff, I was like, Man, I have got to get me a Zippo lighter that will do that. I can't even. I couldn't use a blowtorch and get a fire going. And we got Tonto out there, <laughs> that Pawnee guy. Yeah, yeah. He's out there in that that side ninety degree sideways wind. Okay, I got the spark going. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see. go find some more Pawnees. Yeah, that was that was cool too. Yeah, so I got I, I got online and read about the character and all the other characters, and then I got. You know, as you, you get on Wikipedia and start clicking around, and then you're down the tube, and I'm then I'm like looking at history of Croatia. No, no, it was all about the like, uh, the Indian nations. Yeah, like I got online and looked at a map of where all the Indian nations originally were from, and uh, the Pawnee were out there in the plains, and all the the Indians that were against them, like the Sioux, the Re, um, the Re. That yeah. was the main. Yeah, the Re in that. That was the main. That was the main. Uh, uh, Indian nemesis that uh, was dogging them and shadowing them all through yeah. the movie, and that the the in all the Indian characters were awesome and interesting and and cool. Um, I thoroughly loved the movie, but I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. No, I'd pop through. It's 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 uh, it's see once on the big screen for the sheer spectacle of it and the beauty of it. After that point, it's uh, dissected for film class. Type yeah, of, type of movie. No, for sure. Yeah, how they do this shot, blah blah blah. Yeah, but I, I, I may take a look at. I want to. I, the, I think the effects and all that stuff are fairly extensive. I, I they probably are because yeah. there's a lot of stuff like, you know, that, uh, that herd of bison and the the wolves attacking that one bison. That was all CG. Yeah, so. and you can't. There's no way you're going to get 90 people and a normal crew to go out there and spend months in the snow hip deep in the snow there's no way so i'm sure they had to do it very bare bones like a camera guy a backup a sound guy a couple of dudes to run and grab shit some grips and then all the actors they had some beautiful moving crane shots too Mm -hmm. so i'd be interested to see how they i bet there's a bunch of drones i bet they're doing a lot of that stuff with drones and stuff now could be yeah it'd be interesting to see i'm i don't know if i'll get in and look at it but it was uh it's probably one of the most beautiful. If it doesn't win for cinematography, like an Oscar, I, somebody's gonna have to tell me 
what what beat it yeah what beat it yeah because um, i don't know of anything that's out there but i was just thinking about hangover four um tom hardy is doing a, a and this is what's cool about him too so he was in peaky blinders this is a tv sh- series in 2014 yeah. he's already a huge movie star he goes back and does tv he's doing another tv series a mini series uh, called Taboo in 2016. You see so much of that now. Is that is that TV is no longer the shunned wasteland that it yeah. used to be. And um, he's come late to the game. You know yeah. what I mean? He has a little bit of a history. And uh, I saw him uh, given, he was, I forget which role. It was an interview and he was talking about he, he couldn't um, get into a particular role because he had a, a, one movie got pushed back and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I just hate giving up work. I hate that I couldn't do that. You know, I really wanted to play that part. I just think he likes to act. Yeah. And he's, he, he's really into it. But he's got Mad Max Wasteland coming out next year. Or, yeah, next year now, 2017. I never did. I, I regret not seeing the most recent one on the oh, big screen. I just dude, it, it was just, amazing in the I, theater. I know. I, I'm hoping it'll it'll come back out on the. On the and big I think screen. that have you seen the lineup of like all the awards it's nominated for? Everything. I don't know when the award shows come up because I never watch them. Yeah, but it's nominated for everything. Yeah, it is. That is an amazing film. Yeah. Um. But he's, then there he's doing uh, Dunkirk is in pre-production. The film uh, film tells the story of Dunkirk evacuation, which takes place at the beginning of World War Two. Um, and Christopher Nolan is writing and directing that. Should be nice. a good flick. Yeah, Nolan's. Uh, he maybe he is like the anti M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. This, I don't. Everything I don't know he touches he could, turns to gold. <laughs> I, I don't. I know. I don't. I don't think he's going to be able to do one of his movie within a movie tricks like he does yeah. with Dunkirk, and maybe he finds a way to do it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he seems to be always kind of doing a, a little bit of a, a tricky, tricked up plot type of thing. Yeah, and it so far. You know, it hasn't failed. He's, yeah. he's knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it's just he's using uh, uh, a very non-linear timeline uh, and mixing and matching of of what of perceived time to tell an interesting story in his movies, and that's really cool. Uh, the movie I think we talked about it before when we talked about Nolan's stuff about the Memento yeah. podcast is uh, following. It's still on Netflix. It's a IFC, uh, IFC film. Uh, it was an early film. It was before uh, uh, Nolan hit it really big. It's a sort of a noir, and it's very sort of crazy timeline. It's about this guy who's who gets a, uh, a charge out of like following people, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, yeah. it leads uh, to some bad consequences. And it's the same sort of. It has a very sort of memento feel that sort of that what's going on what the timeline's doing and disjointed sort of feel to the storytelling but it's a really cool movie it's on netflix uh still it's been on there for a long time and uh i've watched it a couple of times it's a really good movie hmm. yeah no i'll check it out yeah it's it's definitely worth watching if you like anything that christopher nolan does and you want to see so something. far he hasn't made anything i don't love yeah and yeah. he discovered uh tom hardy and put him in inception that's a, that's worked out okay for him. Yeah, yeah, worked he's out. the kingmaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, this uh, last episode of Expanse. Yes, yes, dude, I'm thoroughly digging this show. Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't done anything to piss me off yet. Yeah, no, me either. And I thought, um, what was cool? I really like when it's done well. The mul- the multiple storylines. Right. The TV thing can do, yeah. Um, where you've got the cop, um, and I think his name is Miller, 
um, and he's doing his thing over there, and he's slowly Barney, telling Barney he, Miller. He's unveiling the bigger pieces of the story, right? Through his yeah. detecting, is he's finding out, and he's feeling himself and us, obviously, as the the watchers of this. <clears throat> that uh, how did all this come to fruition and kick off? He's putting the pieces together and kind of explaining that to the audience. Yeah, it's a it's a it's interesting because they're framing it in a in our solar system. That is uh, that is now the we have colonized Mars. We are mining the asteroid belt. There's still people on Earth. Earth is sort of jacked up, uh, but uh, and there's all these factions and there's near warfare going on and a very Cold War sort of mentality. So that's sort of the overarching. This is what the the what the is the state of the the world mm-hmm. of humanity at this point, and then you have. Uh, a detective mystery running underneath it. Right. So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, There's a in, lot of stuff going on in, in the crew, you know, yeah. from the, the, the surviving members from the cant um, Canterbury. Yeah. Trying, they're just trying to get down the road. Yeah. They don't really give a shit about what everything that's going on. They're just trying to stay alive. Um, they're just trying by to hook or by crook. They're just trying to firefly it up. <laughs> Brown coats forever. And they're right in the middle of all the action, right? Yeah. So and they don't want to be, they don't, <laughs> they do not want, they keep on trying to, can we just get out of the way? And nobody will let them out of the way. But I like that. It's almost like it, it is these un unrelated vignettes. All the politics is going on when yeah. they flash to earth. Yeah. The action and everything is happening with the crew the the kind of the telling and discovering the backstory is with the detective yeah um and so you know the, through these three things you know you don't get bored with it it's not like they're all with their crew they're all in the spaceship yeah. and blah blah, and they, blah the the belters it's like they're in mutiny situation level alpha <laughs> you know it's <laughs> right. there, there it's and you know there was you know that that the episode four remember the the camp is you know that uh, the guy got skewered to the the bulkhead? Yeah, with his head and he gone. lived. <laughs> I was like, well, Pat, so Pat did you, Nabisco, brother? You, I can't remember. Were you one behind last time, and you hadn't seen the episode where um, the Martian ship warship gets blown up? I uh, no, I was current. Okay, yeah, that was. Why I did we? Maybe that was Ron. Ron, no, it was. It wasn't Ron. Hasn't watched any of it. Maybe Greg was behind. Could be. Um, but we were talking, yeah. But that whole, all that scene, um, no, because me and Greg were talking about it, and we were talking about how well that was shot when the that that uh, piece of debris goes flying through the ship, takes that guy's head off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. And, and once gravity kicked in, because <laughs> it was all just this big old uh, floating fountain of goo. You know, everybody's yeah, seen yeah. the uh, people up in the space shuttle like, here's water, <laughs> and the, but it was just his vital blood. essence his vital <laughs> yeah his pieces. blood is draining out being sucked out of that hole hey that's what happens when you try to deal drugs man you I get know. your head taken, your head <laughs> that, taken off. that made me jump a little bit when that happened i was like where's it, his head all you hear all you heard was ding ding yeah and then, and then he's and there's a little tumbling piece of uh uh breaking bad uh ice is <laughs> going whatever it is this drug that he had in a little snack, oh, yeah, snack yeah. bag that he was trying to offer that other dude and he just that was a really cool scene because it was anti-gravity. And so this guy's blood was just pumping out of his it's body. It's being sucked out of the... And being sucked out. And then when they sealed it off, it's just floating above in his headspace until gravity kicks back in. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. And then the the last week's episode was really, really cool too. Man, I hope this get I hope this has got a long run into it. I'd love yeah. to wind out four or five seasons of this. The butcher. The butcher. Yeah, the uh uh, what is it, the actor Colonel Johnson? What is the actor's name? He was Tyrese, right? Yeah, um, and he, you know, he, he was um, from the exp- the Expanse, from uh, the Wire, was his his breakout. West Chatham? No, mm-hmm. no, that's uh, it's Chad Coleman. Chad Coleman. I'm just calling out name Chad Coleman. Yeah, he was uh, he was uh, he was. Uh, I'd like this. His character. I like this last uh, the uh, the butcher episode because they um, they gave we got some more backstory on sort of what's going on with um, what is it called the OCA is it that that uh, rebel movement yeah something yeah, like that the o- U- OPA OPA yeah they uh, because he was uh, uh, Colonel Johnson was uh, formerly with um, with the military mm-hmm. and then. That whole issue happened with those those uh, rebels that were, they were they had uh, stole the space shuttle Columbia or whatever the fuck it was and and tried to uh, it was like a a protest right for working conditions uh, sort of union thing. Yeah, I really like <clears throat> Thomas Jane's character and his performance and stuff as yeah. Miller. Yeah, um, I like the cast a lot. I think they got a lot of really cool people on here, and I think if this does hit, and obviously they do a season two, which still I think is up in the air whether they're going to get the commitment I, or not. I would hope they do, man, because that is, and they have there's there's five and a sixth book is on because it's based off of books is on the way this year. They've got a lot of source material, and it just hits all the right notes. It's it's the another Battlestar Galactica like epic series yeah and and um and that's the thing of it it does feel epic to me it does feel like there's a ton of story to tell yeah that's why i think four or five seasons i could really run it out yeah this would be like one of those things we would look back all of us sci-fi fans would look back like with battlestar yeah well you the best ones you got are the battlestar and or battlestar and the expanse you know um and then obviously if it's a hit then sci-fi has got you know more room to run and, and bring out more stuff like this yeah we've it's been this uh we've been showering uh this is the year for sci last year and this year's the year for years for sci-fi they are hitting their stride 12 monkeys which um, starts up again soon yep starts up as well it starts up in april oh is it that far out yeah I thought it was but in uh in, in uh, january 25th double episode of magicians double premiere because mm-hmm. we just saw the one episode in uh when they premiered it in december so I'm looking forward to that. They're, they're, they just have a lot of good stuff going on. I know. Yeah. All right. Well, we're now we're in, so let's we'll, we'll do Fargo, and then. Uh, but we're both, I think, four episodes in. Yep. Season one. Yep. Watched it. So cool. I'm loving Billy Bob Thornton's character. Man. Even though we're so fucking late, uh, late to the game on this. Yeah, it's already uh, well. It's, I think season three is being shot right now. Yeah, so it, and it's well. Uh, either it's wrapped season two or it's pretty much wrapped season two. I know at least eight. eight I think I season think, two is done. Yeah, because over um, season one is great, and we was talking earlier about it uh, before we started the podcast. And from everything you've heard, is season two is even better. I know. So that's hard to, it's hard to, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's based off of, you know, it's based off of the 1996 movie, the Coen brothers and their executive producers. 
supposedly a true story. So I did a little Googling on that. I was earlier. wondering about that. Absolutely. And the whole, because that's exactly the way, no, first, one thing. I love, love, love. There's no last week on Fargo and a recap. And the title sequence is they tell about a minute of the story and then it goes Fargo and then it's done. Well, and they, they, they do the, the words coming up while they're still doing the, right. uh, this is ba- based off of a true story. We've changed the names of the victims. Uh, but for the deceased, we've kept everything else the same. Yeah. And that's all that they show. And so, right, which I love. Yes. And then, but it's while they're showing the opening yeah. part. They don't slow anything down for that. <clears throat> Thank goodness. So they always start with a, a very, uh, a, a long, they showing a, one of those Minnesota roads God, out in the middle of BFE. People live up there. Yeah. But they, they, Fargo, the movie, opened the same way. Yep. And even when they did the press junkets, they were saying, yeah, it's based on a true story. But it was like, a you know, the Coen brothers, like an inside joke for them. Yeah. And it's not. Now. I was wondering about that because I was like, man, why did we not hear about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, but the I haven't read enough to double check it because it looked like there was another article that said the, the, the part of season two was based on a true story but i couldn't i didn't get far enough into the article before i was doing some other stuff today to figure out whether the article was doing the same thing yeah oh no it's true oh we're just kidding yeah but supposedly the first article i read said it came out not too long after the movie came out that it wasn't a true story they just wanted to give you that feel that you were watching something that had actually happened yeah but there's so there's so much especially season one just from the four episodes we've watched i was like wow this is a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in this thing and yeah. it, it's working really well. Yeah, yeah. It is a great detective story. Um, uh, uh, what's I, his, what's his Odenkirk? He's, uh, he's the, he's now the new chief. Right. And better he, call, better call Odenkirk. So, yeah, exactly. And he, he makes me so mad in dumb, his first four. Dumb four, as a bag of hammers. Yeah. And he just will not listen to anybody. He will not listen. And the I love the role the uh, Molly, the yeah. uh, the deputy sheriff, very uh, reminiscent of the detective, female detective in the Fargo movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, uh, I thought that was a neat bit of foreshadowing uh, when uh, Vern, the uh, the sheriff, told her at the diner, said you'll make a great you'll make a great sheriff someday. Yeah. Or a great chief someday. That was a little foreshadowing. Oh yeah, you'll be you'll be a great you'll be great when you're chief someday. someday. Whatever. Yeah, that but, was great, I, and that, that was that's perfect foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So. No, I'm I'm loving everything about it. Um, I really like the guy um, who, who I guess is the is the main star that plays uh, Martin Freeman, who plays Lester Negrand. Um, <laughs> yeah. From he's in Sherlock, yeah. and he's been in a ton of Hobbit. Yeah, he's right. been in a ton of stuff um, that I, that I liked. Um, uh, Love Actually, yeah. he was in that movie. Yeah, um, a bunch of BBC stuff. He was in the original Office, the BBC Office. Yes, yes. Um, he was Tom or Tim, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I still to that to this day prefer that. Although the American one is funny. Um, just tons of really stuff, and he plays that character. He reminds me a little bit of, oh, what's the guy, the main character, the dad from Shameless? Oh, uh, I'm looking it up here. He was in Fargo, the original Fargo, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, 
Um, oh, I clicked on the BBC version of Shameless. I was William, like, Who the fuck are these William H Macy. H Macy. Okay, there it. we go. I, I was I was dialing. It's so close. I was going through my memory palace. And I know. <laughs> couldn't for, remember which room he was in. So, um, but they kind of give me the same vibe, right? Yeah. That that the they play that character so well. That's the the person here. So one of my favorite, well, my favorite line so far from the first of four episodes was when he's telling um Legrand um about just look at the amount of shit that you what do you want out of your life blah 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 yeah. sometimes and he gives the whole speech about you know we're apes look at all this crap that we have around us and society yeah. this and that and he goes sometimes you just got to remind them that you're an ape. The red tide. Yeah. Yeah. When, Love, the, red, when the red tide comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I like that when uh, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Bob uh, Thornton was um, uh, lying his way out of custody to that uh, that animal control cop. He's <laughs> not really an animal control cop, but that's what he ends up getting slated for in the end. Duluth um, is that when you can tell me why we have can see more colors of green than any other animal, you'll have the answer to your question. Yeah. And then Molly answers it for that guy later at a diner. And I was like, there you go. And that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm digging it, man. I can't wait to, I've got a bunch of stuff to do after the podcast, but yeah. as soon as all that stuff done, I'm watching, jamming. watching next episode, second episode of down, the series finale of Downton Abbey tonight, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to roll some more Fargo. There you go. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, there's. Uh, I did want to mention since I was talking about good shows, <laughs> and uh, one show that um, I had heard some good things for. Um, it said Killing Fields. Is I saw this out of the Washington Post. I sent you a link to it, but it may have got crossed paths. Um, it's called Killing Fields. It's a, I don't think it's a, I think it's maybe like a mini series on, uh, on the Discovery Channel, and it's about uh, real crime investigation, uh, investigation of this uh, murder mystery that went a cold case file in Louisiana, and I watched the most of the first episode that uh, premiered last week, and I just couldn't watch any more of it. It was just sort of sort of clunky and sort of boring and felt very staged and scripted and mm. it's it's a true story it's a true it's supposed to be happening in real time it just felt overcooked and i didn't enjoy it at all mm. so uh it was yet another one of those shows that i set my dvr for and then i went off and said nope nope i'll hear more about it later uh, the reviews for it it's it's not doing that great. Uh, looking at Metacritic, its meta score is 59. Philadelphia Inquirer is being given an 80. And then it goes 75, 70, 50, 50, 50, 40. Mm. <laughs> so it's, I didn't enjoy it at all. So I would well, I would pass on it. Yeah, but some in the same vein, and I think we talked about this last time. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, you've got to watch Making a Murderer at some point yes and it's it feels like it's trying to jump on the serial podcast and the making a murder even the though making even the killing fields was probably started even though i know that making a murder was like what you said 14 like, years 14 years in yeah. the process it feels like it's jumping God, on that real commitment. crime that real crime right. uh, bandwagon and it just doesn't hit 
all the cylinders right. for me at all. I was I was really interested to see. I was like Discovery Channel. Okay, let's see. And it's no, it's like X Men or something like that. I, I kind of liked X Men. Stage to stage drama. Oh, the tree's I, falling on me. It didn't really hit me. Them I didn't like so much, but my one favorite character off there was the guy in Louisiana that would the get st- the, the they get the cypresses out of yeah, the swamp. That yeah, that guy was crazy. He was batshit crazy, and I thought he was. I was like, that's a unique individual. I'd like to meet that guy in real person. Yeah, that's cool. If I could get on a uh, swamp land speeder, <laughs> spend my days, I'd be I'd be doing it. So um, so yeah, Fargo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killing Fields. Not so much. Well, I won't, so wait, much. I won't waste my time. I'm definitely, I'm probably going to watch two to three episodes of uh, Fargo tonight. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, uh, Noah Hawley. He's, uh, um, he's an author, screenwriter, producer, composer. He is, uh, he is the, uh, uh, create best known for creating and writing the FX anthology television series Fargo, which is based off of the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. uh, original film. Um, They're just exact producing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Holly, and it feels like Fargo. It feels no, like the movie, yeah. and it, it feels it has that quirky feel, even from the music and everything that Fargo does. It's very Coen Brothers. It feels yeah. very Coen Brothers. Um, he was a writer and producer on uh, Holly was a writer producer on the first three seasons of bones and uh, the un- he made the unusuals. I watched all three of those seasons. Yeah. And, um, mm. yeah. <laughs> did you snooze? It was, like, mm, was all right. Yeah. But he's a, he's done some stuff and he's knocked it out of the park with this. Oh yeah. He's there. Everybody's in uh the, well, another show, the two shows that I've people have been beating me up to watch. It been Fargo and then Manhattan, um, or Manhattan Pro. It's just Manhattan, right? It's yeah. not Manhattan Project. It's Manhattan. But yeah. Manhattan. Everybody keeps telling me best show. No one's talking about. And I feel that way with Fargo too. I only had one person out of everybody I know that was watching it, um, and loving it. Beat me up to to watch it the whole time. Yeah. And so I finally succumbed. But I'm gonna start pounding it tonight. <laughs> that's what she said yes <laughs> yeah so um yeah if anybody out there if you have not queued in if you take anything from this podcast watch fargo yeah yeah if that's it yeah. watch fargo there we go bye bye <laughs>